everybody, and welcome to episode 385 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Rapares, coming to you from the William Rush Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. Who else is joining me? That's at patreon.com slash laser time. Very dissatisfied Sony customer, Chris Antista. <laughs> and I'm the guy calling you on the weekends, bothering you, telling you to vote, Matthew Allen. And special guest. That guy again, George Albor. Oh, thank you for that joining us. And okay. where can people hear your, your lovely voice other than this show? Uh, experiencepoints.net, the Experience Points podcast. You can find it wherever fine podcasts are sold. Awesome. And yes, as always, if you want to get in on the Studio of the Airwaves naming game, patreon.com slash laser time. Yeah, hopefully I want to talk to Matt, Matt about more of his volunteering. Also sick mm-hmm. of Star Wars and brand new 302010 game show out this week. Thank you. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So who else? Anybody else managed to get a PS5 during that insane fucking online rugby scrum that none of us no. were expecting? And, no. And I, I don't know why I'm like telling you now like I needed to hold this off as some sort of fucking exclusive, but we've all <laughs> been talking to one another about the pre-orders and I got finally got one into my cart in Best Buy and it wouldn't let me check out, so I just opened up my cart every five minutes for over an hour. Jeez. I'm happy to report they have finally removed it from my cart. Okay. <laughs> like, Yikes. thanks, thanks. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, I'm just, I'm so livid with this on a billion different levels that, you know, Matt had pointed out earlier. We were talking that Sony tried to reassure the public, like, no, 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 pre-orders will be handled delicately, and there'll be plenty available. Like, they, they, they said they were going to oh. give us advance notice. They oh. sent out an email saying, sign up yep. for early yep. notice and priority those, access. Those people were not notified. No, nope, of course uh, and not. I, and I, and I I love that uh, I would I don't know why but like uh, I would I got fucked because I try I got one Michael sent me a link early and like Target's got him like oh shit boom uh, got it and then like ah oh, shit I don't ever buy anything from fucking Target online I got to create an account and during that period Michael got his and I lost mine Ooh, and yikes yeah it's a, it's a, it's a bummer but like a uh, uh, Shit, I forgot what I was saying. But <laughs> so are we in like a, PS5. a Switch world where it's going to be so short that people are going to try to scalp them on eBay and stuff? I mean, that's that's this, not a console launch if that doesn't happen. They're right? already they're already trying to scalp the pre-orders on eBay. Like there, there's listings for like a thousand dollars on up. Uh, <laughs> oh see, what's going to happen is one of us is going to go pick up the other's better edition pre-order mm. and hose the other guy so he doesn't get that edition. That is a deep laser time cut. Well, I'm, 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 <laughs> oh wow, the <laughs> weird. <laughs> I'm happy to report that uh, the that Ultimate PlayStation 5 system bundle at GameStop is still available if you'd like to pay $880. <laughs> Not even or, a little bit. What does that like, come I, with? I, I, I did the math. I think you saved 10 bucks. Presuming you wanted, I don't know, maybe there's a market out there for the PlayStation Pulse 3D wireless gaming headset, but it's not me. A year of PlayStation Plus, another controller, a docking station, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and Destruction All-Stars. That's how you know that GameStop is hurting the fact that there's any discount, because those bundles yeah. never used to have discounts. It was just, yeah. now we're going to put a bunch of shit together, and you'll pay the same. Yeah. This isn't like I, a Taco Bell combo. Yeah. And, just... and what, what infuriates me most of all is that I don't want this. <laughs> I I don't want this. I put my I put my PlayStation Five money into a skeleton and never looked back. And then the more we talked about it and remembering the previous console generation, like those things went, they ran out fast, and there wasn't a steady stream of PlayStations for six fucking months. I think and I think what we were saying is you guys yeah, we none of us really need them now, like this no, year. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. That you're trying to avoid getting locked out of it for but another I'm saying six it, to eight months. They yeah. were six months behind 
and there was no pandemic or supply chain uh, uh, interruptions or shortages. So, like, if I, I, I basically cracked after seeing Demon Souls footage, that, like, yeah, that's it. That's exactly. What yeah, that it, like yeah. okay, that is that's a, a launch title. Re- that looks like gameplay, and that is a ridiculous improvement over the previous generation. And I technically need it for work. Uh, if I can find one, it is my duty to try and get one. So, like, the whole fucking afternoon, like, <laughs> we've been dipshitting around the fucking internet trying to land this. Only Michael I, got one. I did yeah, want to I, I was out. trying to get one for you, and I was unsuccessful. I, I was only successful, like, Target. I, I went as, as immediately as, as soon as I saw people tweeting about that things were going on sale early. They were, like, we're, we're, we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, this The sales were supposed to start tomorrow. Uh, they they started early. Someone pulled the trigger, and then all the other retailers followed suit, except for yeah. Amazon, which is weird. But yeah, yeah. dance to their own drum. Yeah. Say, well, so I guess well, I guess we'll we'll yeah. see. But but yeah, I I went in and like they have it at Target. Holy shit! Bang pre order and uh, showed it in my cart, and then I like went to check out, and it's just like. Oh, we're sorry. There was an error. This is the the store or delivery method you've chosen wasn't available for this item, and so I just kept hitting checkout over and over and over again, and finally it went through. Michael's gonna get a credit card bill for eighteen thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The stork is gonna bring you fifty thousand. Yeah. I'm gonna bring us back. Listen to this, gentlemen. I'm bring us back to the top five in a roundabout way. So, so mm-hmm. if you'll indulge. No. I do need to point out, we are also, If don't feel bad if you're not in on all this PS5 pre-order business, because we are still in the middle of the worst economic downturn mm-hmm. in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was pointing out, like, wow, it really doesn't we're feel worse than the Great Depression, Depression when we're talking about this stuff. But there are people who can't afford a pre-order, and that's okay, because today's top five is about games that started out free. And mm-hmm. some of them are still available for free. Yeah. So we got we yeah, got these, free entertainment these all for you. Started as freeware specifically. That like these were games that you could download or play online. They were released mainly by hobbyists for fun. And then they all got picked up and turned into commercial versions later down the road. It is actually slightly more common than you'd think. And yes, like you said, all of the free versions of these are still available out there. They did not get made unfree when someone picked it up and expanded it. That is mighty admirable, just having glanced at the list. Like, yeah, you'd think that would have happened, but I guess they're all made from kind of indies who like, no, don't yep. fuck with the original. Leave it alone. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Nintendo, when they release remasters on the Switch, literally removes the Wii U listings from the shop. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Shaking my fist. Uh-huh. I mean, that's the whole reason I think people are upset with 3D All-Stars, that, that the limited availability thing Absurd. only has to do with, like, we haven't figured out a way to gouge you for these games individually, but we will. So <laughs> let's not yeah. let's not make this available for too long. It's mm-hmm. the Disney Vault mentality. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of fans pointed out after we kind of went off on that last week. They're like, "Well, you know, eventually one of those collections they re-released it because the demand was high enough." And I'm like, "Yeah, but don't fuck with my emotions like that, man." Well, like, he, he was saying that like that's probably what Chris found at Walmart because the the initial run sold out, and then like, well, this was so successful, people want oh, okay. it back, and so they like put it into wide release, and then like. A few people bought it, but mostly it just... Well, they, they did that, too, with the SNES Classic, right? Like, it, it like hmm. eventually came back and was available, but the damage had already been done. People had already paid scalpers their money. Like, don't... Just don't do it to begin I, with. And I think when you hear me talk shit about, like, fucking Nintendo Lego sets, like, it's it's from being burnt so many times on this with this type of behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's just <laughs> irritating. It's, it's to sully 
the one of the few rose colored things I still have left. That the Nintendo has not me tooed anybody, has it? Did somebody check? <laughs> Mario, somebody, not yet. No. Somebody check yeah. <laughs> that we know of. Everybody, everybody, make sure. This, is there a picture of Donkey Kong with his hand in someone's pants? Hmm. Without asking for a pretty consent. sure they I, they scrubbed Harassment World from Mario Odyssey. So. Yeah, <laughs> they passed that out. Uh, if you didn't want it, you shouldn't be dressed this way. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, but yes, uh, freeware games that became commercial games. We will jump into those, and and of course, of course, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for it. Spelunky Two is out this Press. week. How yes. could we forget it? We yes. got so overwhelmed by the PS5 shit, we forgot about the PS4's biggest exclusive this week. Shame on you, George. It's mm. all your fault. Oh no! <laughs> I, don't know, I got nothing. Um. Anyway, we will get into these right after this message. Do you like video game apocalypse in thirty twenty ten? Well, the Laser Time Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash lasertime, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Bidja Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And uh, Total Recall for NES is out. Pretty notorious Oof. for being one of the worst games from one of the best movies of that era. Total Recall yeah, This might is be one, one of the worst games I've ever played. <laughs> I think the best part about this game is the back of box uh, copy. Have you guys read this? No. no. Okay. Get ready for lots of parentheticals. You are Quaid, aren't you? You have a good job. Your life as you know it no longer exists. And a lovely wife. She's on their side. You're about to take a dream vacation to Mars. They're trying to kill you. It should be fun. Deadly secrets are being unlocked by your mind implant. And relaxing. Only you can activate the oxygen reactor and prevent an interplanetary catastrophe. Quaid. Pre-order Quaid. Oh, I just want to say also another thing about the first level of this game that jumped out. Uh, Within your first few steps is a cinema that you can go into. And in this cinema, you see... The credits for Total Recall the game, which I cannot believe you people wanted to put your names on this, much less that you put them so close to the beginning. So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support... All of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right, guys? Yeah! And we're back to talk about what? Freeware games that became commercial games. Yes, thank you, Matt. Let's jump in with... Number five! Gee, what could this be? I, I actually wouldn't know based on the sounds, but maybe one of you does. Is this uh, is this Spelunky? One? No, this is this is N. This is oh, N okay. plus. Oh, 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 yeah. It N does kind of ninja. Have like, a, so we- like an edgy eighties vibe yeah. to the music. This is like th- like, a, like an eighties ninja game vibe even. Yeah, like know, yep. This is a really I- difficult game to look up because its name originally was just N. But it is out there, like, if you look up, like, N Ninja Game, uh, you can still find the original, which is, like, a a Flash app that boils down the concept of the Ninja Game to its bare essentials, which is 
running, jumping, wall climbing, jumping between walls, and of course, collecting coins. It's pretty simple at first, and then they slowly start injecting challenges like landmines and smashy hazards and eventually missiles that you get to dodge. It never occurred to me that, like, I've always referred to franchise-wise as N+. But that was just the name I was introduced to it yeah, under. That was yeah. the, the retail version. Holy that was shit, all the plus stuff. Yeah. Good lord. But it, yeah, it still go. It still goes by that when it's sold because that's the most widely recognized version I think of the it, name, isn't didn't it? Didn't they release like an N plus plus? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah so. That was yeah. on PS4. So I, I, I get them confused though because there's also N version 1.5 and version 2.0 that, that, and then the plus versions. For, those are basically yeah the original. Those are still free. So I think the most recent is NV 2.0. Mm, okay. So look that one up if you want to play it for free. Um, it's got like hundreds of levels, right? Like each of these has yeah. like a ton well, of maps. I, I think this, I love this game and it is it is exactly yeah. what Michael said, except like just everything like distilled to its essence and with like almost no frills. And it, it, I, I'm not saying that as a, as a slight against the game because you know I like that. There's no need for a story. I understand the mechanics. Just let me play. Yeah, mm. it does a lot. Yeah. And 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 uh, and it's also like one of the things that I think sold, not me necessarily, but like the public on Xbox Live early on. Oh, absolutely. Like what mm, what yeah. can the system really offer us? Like a game like this that you wouldn't want to pay sixty dollars for, and go to a Kmart to buy. Yes, I used Kmart because the time it came out. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been there. I found out about this game actually uh, years and years ago because. Maybe shortly after I started working at Games Radar, I found out that like one of my neighbors in my apartment complex like regularly had a group of friends over to play video games, and he invited me. And like I came over, and they were all playing this game I'd never seen before. I'm like, "What the fuck mm-hmm. is this?" And it's like it's N plus, yeah. and they're like, you know, four ninjas jumping around on screen because the, the it added co op, and yep. uh, yeah, it's it's just all about like, you know, I think I think the the basic thing is you you just have to run to this little goal like you you basically flick a light switch and then you have to run back to the exit uh, or well the well ninja pack manning a bunch of dots up yeah for, yeah but you don't yeah. the, the dots aren't mandatory they're they're mm-hmm. a bonus but sometimes they're like sandwiched between mines and maybe you don't want to get them but yeah they they were like super into n plus and i was like oh yeah this is pretty cool and then i got all excited and i went home and i got like oh let's get up like a bunch of you know, four-player co-op games that we can play split-screen and get Halo 3, and uh, I think there was a Call of Duty where you could do that at the time, and a bunch of other games, and I brought them over, and they're like, Halo, isn't that kind of violent? And what? I never went back <laughs> there again. <laughs> Have you seen how that little end ninja explodes when he hits a mine? Come on. Yeah. Wait, was that like they're secretly inviting you to a church group? Like, no, now let no, us no, tell no. you about they, our Lord and they, Savior they, Jesus they Christ. Were just, you know... <laughs> Guys in their 20s and 30s who had their lives more together than I did and were, really weren't that into games except as a, like, a you know, let's just get together and play. It's can, fun. Can I be honest, I as an, an introverted extrovert, th- that is way more terrifying sounding to me than just, like, hey, come to a party. Like, mm-hmm. going getting invited to, like, a video game group sounds super intimidating. I'm like, no, thank you. I do that. This is my meat hobby. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought you were going to say Paul Ryan because, like, when we were working with him, we went over to his house and like him and his roommates were way better and way more into N plus. Like I think I'd played it a little bit, but they like showed me how to replay it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause they had been playing couch co-op together for so long. It's, it's I mean, just when about... you, 
Go ahead. When you, when you are like executing at precise levels, it is like a ballet. It is absolutely gorgeous yeah. to watch other people play. Yeah, I feel, I feel like a, a fucking conductor. Like this is a wonderful symphony, and I'm the greatest. This, yeah. I cannot believe I did this. Is yeah. this like in wave one of the Splatformers, along with like a Super Meat Boy? Would would this count as it a is, Splatformer? It is again? very similar yes. to Super Meat Boy, especially because you can respawn very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But it's, I also, it's also really not... enjoyed uh, Splosion Man. Oh, yeah. Yes, Explosion. I love Splo- yeah. Miss Miss Explosion Man was great. Yeah. See the follow up. Mm. I mean, as what? as multiplayer platforms go, those were a creme de la creme of of that era, and I I really don't think very many uh, multiplayer games of that genre have excelled since that yeah. era of high quality multiplayer platformers. Yeah. yeah, I'm pissed to see that N plus plus came out and got like great reviews, and I just didn't. It, just, it, it totally missed me. Yeah, totally well, not much of a marketing budget, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I'm glad I'm glad to sing its praises because, like, unlike Super Meat Boy, this is N plus is it's never really balls hard unless you're trying to 100 percent a level, mm-hmm. right? And then you can make it as hard as you would like, but you can still finish and progress and like complete the game. I, I really appreciated that about it. It had one way to finish the level, or you can grab everything. And it, I mean, in it, its it, simplicity, it really invites you to get 100% completion, though. Like, it did. you want to just hurt yourself every time you miss one of those diamonds because there's nothing else. The level is so bare bones that it really yeah. encourages you to, yeah. to, to reach that yeah, maximum it's, it's, apex. It's not like a fucking Mario game where you're, like, hunting for a dumbass coin buried beneath the ground. Like, yes. you can see what you need to get. It's mm-hmm. just going to be hard as piss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's all there on I'm screen. Also you have the control to, bring, to pull it off. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm also convinced that the reason like games like this hold up is like gameplay is universal and kind of ever evergreen, right? Versus like graphics age, and so they're, the games like this like that already started looking so simplistic. It's like yeah, you can play this kind of anytime and, and still be completely yeah. fine with it. Yeah. It does have a little bit of the sort of Newgrounds era stick figure style yes. aesthetic <laughs> that maybe Absolutely. doesn't age super well, but. I, I, I get your point. Yeah, N, N plus, it's great. It's great that it's still out there, but it's not. Number four. Because that's this. Oh, shit! I what I thought. Uh, it's the game that put new grounds on the map. What Close encounters be? of the third kind. Yes. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> that's you know that's pretty that's pretty weird because like I was so obsessed with Newgrounds mm-hmm. right up until the point I think I got like an Xbox 360 and started working in the games industry and never went back to the site. <laughs> this is Alien like, Hominid. We yeah, should this say is, right. Alien I hominid. know, but Alien Hominid. But I, I know I know my Tom Fulps mm-hmm. and uh, and whatnot. Like I was a huge Newgrounds fan and I played the shit out of this. And the Xbox XBLA version is just even better. Also, one of the hardest games in the universe. Oh, it's yes. super hard. Yep. But it's like it's like a Metal Slug clone with this uh, angry little space invader. And the original Flash version, which is still up on Newgrounds, is uh, it's a lot more violent in that, like, you see this little kid and like it plays the the Close Encounters theme, and he like waddles over to say hi to you, and then you can just immediately kill him. Just chop him in half. And uh, in in the console and XBLA versions, he's your friend. And there, there's a sequel to this coming, I think, uh, Alien Hominid Invasion, uh, that it still looks 
kind of the same, but this this was uh, I think the Behemoth's first game. So this company, yeah. that's, company that spun off from Newgrounds, and it's just so full of cool animations. Like every gun that you have has a different enemy death animation. Like all all these uh, rectangle-headed FBI agents that keep charging you, they can be chopped in half. They can be shot in the nuts. They can just be. Uh, blown to ash by a flamethrower or whatever. It's a ton of cool stuff. Why yeah. am I remembering this? Like, this technically came out before Castle Crashers, but I feel yes. like oh, yeah. it came out it after. Years it's before so Castle weird. Crashers. Yeah. It was on PS2. Oh, my God. And GameCube. Well, I think that Castle Crashers has a very similar aesthetic and yes. did reach this sort of huge critical success, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all of them are amazing multiplayer games, but I think Castle Crashers is really what broke ground broke new ground <laughs> for their behemoth yeah yeah absolutely um it also oh my God. please please do not look up my new grounds profile i was an angry internet commenter oh no oh, i gotta go delete that yeah i mean this yeah, was an know. era where it was normal to go to websites where you would like microwave hamsters and stuff you yeah. know yeah. like <laughs> yeah there was only they, a lot I, of they had a Dead Baby series on Newgrounds that was very popular. There's yeah. a lot of just like 14, you know, angry, edgy 14-year-old ultraviolence back in the day. Yes. Yeah. It was the early 90s version of like twisted metal, like, you know, drawing violent orcs killing mm-hmm. fair maidens and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's fun when people who you would normally save get uh, smashed under someone's boot. Right. I wonder yeah. if I could find because like, did, were, did you use Newgrounds every day like I did? Were you you gained your points every day and leveled up? No. No, that's no. a no, that degree a of commitment to yeah. new grounds. Yeah, you, you had to like have. watch in, in, into completion like uh, several, like at least five uh, five animations every day and then rate them, write a review, and you'd get these points and then it refreshed every day. And that's yeah, hmm. people, you'll still see power levels next to people's names. Chris traded in his points in enough cigarette now. cartons and yeah. got a sweet Letterman's jacket out of the deal. It was dope. <laughs> I, I, I was such a jerk. I like I would, I would see these super talented people, but if they did something too cheesecakey, I'm like, if I could draw like you, man, never stop jerking off to my own pencils. <laughs> like, never stop. Such an I'm such an asshole. I'm, I regret it so much. Well, no, yeah, you can dig it up. There's nothing like like you could cancel me over. Yeah, that, a dick. Well, an asshole. Like since since we're talking about it, uh, I was telling you guys earlier that like this was my the first time I've been to Newgrounds in years to to replay this. Which it's still there. It still looks hella rough, but it's still very playable. And uh, they they had these huge ads plastered all over the sites for this. Uh, Final Fantasy VII collab, which is like it's a forty-five minute video that's like a bunch of different Newgrounds creators doing uh, these little shorts for, as as an homage to Final Fantasy VII. So I started watching them, and it's like you know it's pretty funny for like the first half, and then all of a sudden it's just like, wow, this is full on just water sports porn out of nowhere. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm getting a, a very detailed upskirt shot of Tifa as she's spreading her lips and uh, pissing all over Cloud. Great, yeah, no, Whoa. this is this is new. Is that water sports so porn? Holy porn shit! I was confusing it with Blitzball in Final Fantasy X. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh, like it? Well, is is it porny? I know, like that's where it's pretty porny. I mean, you know, she, she she titty fucks Cloud at one point, or vice versa. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Cloud doesn't even have a chest. How's that possible? Okay. One day Cloud someone will write the fine. Oh, okay. someone oh. will write the history of Newgrounds, and I it love will that be Michael couldn't be wrong. About, Michael couldn't be wrong about who got titty fucked. Okay, <laughs> I retract my joke. I had to correct. <laughs> 
Sorry, George, what were you saying? <laughs> I was just saying someone's gonna write the history of Newgrounds one day and it'll be fascinating. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it'll be it'll be it'll be very closely to the evolution of us. But yep. more likely the evolution of people a little younger than us. I mean that person yeah. has to do something as they're locked up in jail, so yeah, <laughs> might as well might as well write a novel. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, so Alien Hominid, when it went to consoles, got a big visual upgrade. The sound was a little bit better, although it's kind of hard to tell from listening to this. The difficulty was a bit evened out. It was it was easier to play for sure. Um, you weren't confined to this tiny ass little window having to use arrow keys. Right. Uh, it also added a bunch of mini games that yeah. weren't available in the Shockwave version, including one that I'm pretty sure was making fun of N or N plus, where it's just yeah, you're just a little stick figure running around and you have to like jump on the FBI goon looking guys. Is that the PDA game? Yeah, yeah game, the PDA man? games. Yeah, thank you. Also, yeah, just like listen to the the audio in the original Shockwave version. It did that thing that a lot of old Flash games did where it would like just loop a very short sound effect and hope you didn't notice. But you can hear it in like the flames there. Every time I hear you say Shockwave, I'm like, you might as well just fucking release a game on real media at this point. (laughs) For me, like Shockwave and Flash are intertwined, you know, because I (laughs) I remember back in the day it was Macromedia Shockwave. But I can't hear it. Man, I got to update my Sound Blaster. (laughs) (laughs) Update Sound Blaster Pro every time you visit that website. What a nightmare. Uh, How else are you going to blast So many viruses the from these websites. Yeah. And now oh, Flash yeah. is completely obsolete, so I'm surprised any of this still plays. No, yeah. I, I think I, I was keeping up with Newgrounds more than I let on. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they were thinking that Flash was going to be the disappearance of Flash was the most damaging thing I think they were coming up against. So like figuring out how to convert even old stuff for people who no longer animate or are dead like to make sure those things were like archived automatically it was a huge undertaking from what I believe and if you know Newgrounds like you go to the front page and like you know every day I don't think I was reading a lot of developer blogs but like Tom Fulp and Dan Paladin would kind of give you update on Alien Hominid every day oh wow like here we got some new stuff up blah 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 progress on Alien Hominid is doing this and that it was yeah it was a real neat I, I don't know I'm sorry I'm being a little being a little nostalgic, a little talking about almost famous this week. Is this my almost famous moment? It's it's like, fine. We we know you love Newgrounds. I'm actually going to go on Dig and post about this right now. Yes, <laughs> I mean it's it's yeah. been kind of replaced by Itchio now, right? For that kind of like yeah, game constant go. collaboration yeah. approach. Yeah. Probably yeah. just as much porn on Itchio hidden. Thank Probably. you for explaining to me what Itchio is. <laughs> I was wondering I mean, when someone was. going to We do all it. bought that racial injustice bundle and have like three thousand games. No, there. I promoted <laughs> it on a podcast, which is better. Itchio is where every depressed writer I follow on Twitter is like, download my visual novel on Itchio or whatever. Mm. Twine game. Who cares? Let's move along to number three. (laughs) 
I mean, uh, yeah, my buddy Melinda's got me obsessed with this and its music. Mm-hmm. Um, cave Story, baby. Yeah, Cave Story. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, much like N, became Cave Story Plus. The original Cave Story was a one man project by a guy named Pixel living in Japan. Daisuke Pixel Am- Amaya. Yes. And I, I got to meet him once. He's about the size of a pixel. Uh, very, That's very, very nice. tiny person. But uh, mm-hmm. really, really cool to have made his acquaintance. That's um, neat. Uh, cave Story is. A game that I avoided strenuously because it was brought up as like an indie game you should play. This is going to replace all the AAA games by like every snooty games journalist that I paid attention to at the time. And then I finally got into it and I was I cursed myself for for being so obtuse and missing out on it because it's an amazing Metroidvania. And if you play the different versions, you realize like shit, he had it kind of right just from the beginning. Yeah. Like, the original, still free cave story is mm. more or less the same experience you'll find in the up versions. It's still great. The free translation is great. It's a phenomenal you game. You guys want to laugh at old Matty Al? Guess where the sure. first place I ever played this game was? Nintendo DSi, baby. Oh, my, it was DSiWare. Oh, it was like one of two things available to download no. when DSi first came out. And I was like, I, I must play this because it's all there is. And I, I, was, I, I first played it on Wii. But yeah, I played it, it on the Switch. Strange, actually, I played oh, wow. it very, very late. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a game I played for free on on the PC, but it's I somehow only own the DS cartridge. <laughs> that, that the is... amount of content in this game from one person yeah. is flabbergasting. It's it boggles yeah. my yeah. mind that all of this game came from the mind of one person. Yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing that it's it's a really fairly huge game. There are multiple endings. There are choices you can make that offer different paths through the narrative. I think the first time I did it, I painted myself into a corner and it's just like, oh, I, I let Curly Brace die and uh, I forgot to trade this mask back for my jetpack. And so now I have to fight the final boss with nothing but an Amiga mask. Uh. Yeah, I mean, this this <laughs> game almost single handedly made Nicalis as a publisher. It, mm-hmm. it was like they first did the VVVVVV game yep. and then this. But this, I think, is really what this was their bread and butter. Like they just kept releasing versions of this. Yeah. And it, it made them so much money. Nicholas, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But the yeah, the did anybody play the three DS version? I didn't. Yeah, no. I did not like the three DS version. No? What was the different? Well, it, it uh gave it uh polygonal graphics, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like it was extremely dark, so it's like I can't see anything that I'm doing. It's zoomed in too far to try and show detail on this. It's it's just not good. If you can play it, play one of the other versions. Was there a 3D mode? It did have like the 3DS's 3D visuals, yeah. yeah. Like Remember that how, how that made everything slightly darker when you would turn it on too? But it, it, but it, it was it, also like just watching replays on YouTube. It's just like, yeah, even on YouTube this is too dark to see. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and I, I just, I, I don't know. When we were talking about Scott Pilgrim's 10th anniversary here and on 30 2010, Scott Pilgrim versus the world of game and how we technically hadn't seen a triple a company develop anything this retro it's because cave stories somehow in here in this weird little area because when it was released in like what oh four initially so mm-hmm. like it's it's being released at a time where like the GBA is still it's got like Castlevania games going for it and but like those are becoming less mainstream and more niche whereas like as consoles are developing, like everything needs to be fucking 3D and big in Cave Stories, this tiny little throwback to everything we used to like. Just Cave Story is that middle piece of like retro gaming's making a comeback. It just it's that it's one dude's five year like 
go home from work passion project. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's 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 so fucking nuts. Just because like uh yeah, I don't think I don't think there was a lot of development resources put behind making anything any what anybody would consider retro. We're games, we must be innovative. We need to make all the fucking money. NPR must talk about us. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and, and it's a Metroidvania with way more story than Metroid ever really had. You yeah. Know? Like yeah. There's, there's a lot of talking in this game. and yeah. yeah. Well, like you have a personality. You're a robot who's amnesiac. And turns out that you're like a soldier from some war that's been waged against the Mimigas, I think. The, these rabbit people. And you have to... Save them from these henchmen of this scientist who's discovered a helmet that lets him control things. It's been a long time since I played this game. <laughs> it does well, feel like this game kind of inspired future games of its ilk, though, right? Because like, something oh, yeah, like yeah, Undertale sure. or Owlboy, right? These are similar stories that are tiny yep. little teams, but they put in a huge amount of work into the story uh, in a game whose mechanics don't normally have a whole lot of story. And I the mean, result Owlboy is great, probably... right? Like, Alboy was developed for over a long period of time, so they might have started after after playing this game because they started development on Alboy like back in the 2000s. Right, but like they, I think that there's there's so much care put into those games, despite them. Like, I think it's rare to see a game from an indie studio shoot that high, you know. And it feels mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Cave Story was an example where you could really see that if you put in the time and the effort, you could shoot extremely high for the amount of high quality content you put out in your indie game. Yeah, the game that I always saw some DNA in was Fez, for some reason. I think it was no, just sure. the story well, elements. They, they look sort of similar also, especially like the heads of the protagonists. Yeah. They look yeah. sort of similar. Mm-hmm. That weird oval shape. But uh, also, it's, it's interesting to like, there isn't really a lot of difference between Cave Story and Cave Story Plus. Like, the, I think Cave Story Plus has like twice the, the visual fidelity, so the sprites are a little bit more complex, although they really don't need to be. Uh, the sound's also a little bit different. Like, here's the original. Versus the remake. You can hear a little bit more instrumentation. A few more channels. And, uh... Both versions very much wear their Metroid influence on their sleeve, as you can hear when you find a life capsule item. It's practically oh, yeah. like a sound-alike version of the item. Yeah, game. it is. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, love love this game. I seriously recommend it to anyone who has not played it. And I think this next one, while similar in theme, has a bit more of a following. Number two. I mean, mostly I just recognize that theme, but George, you know what this is. That's Spelunky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, play that song at my funeral. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but then you, you're, is your life going to restart immediately after that, I, George? would hope. Yeah, again. that's what I'm banking on. Yeah. <laughs> or that's when, my, that's when my coffin opens up, revealing an entrance to a deep cave system. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a secret. Yeah. <laughs> All the funeral guests have to go and, and try to find treasure. Recover my corpse. (laughs) Spell his name, J. (laughs) So, yeah, Spelunky, this is a game I wish I liked more. Because it's it's a thing with me and all roguelikes. I get frustrated 
when I feel like I can't make progress. So every time I die in this, it just resets me back to the beginning and I feel like I have nothing to show for it. So I like I do a few runs and then I'm like, eh, okay, I'm done. But I've never really made it more than a few levels in. But so, you're wow. a huge fan of this. So tell me, huge. what am I missing? I, the thing is, I think you really need to change your mindset when it comes to roguelikes, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the goal is not the goal is not completion. The goal is learning and progress along the way. Mm-hmm. And I think what I Fair. love so much about Spelunky is it always has something to teach you. Every time you play this game, there's some crazy new mechanic that I just never saw. Like, oh, if if the arrow hits this one thing halfway across the map, it triggers a cascading of events that results in me dying. And that's like something to experience that's totally new that I could bump into literally years after, hundreds of hours after playing Spelunky. So I, I had a theory on this, George. And you tell me if I'm right, because I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as Michael. Like, I never took the time to really get this game. But I was thinking more about this. Because games like this, so they are simplistic in gameplay, but before, don't, don't stop me, let, let me finish first, but yes. they are deep with systems. Yep. Like, they're, yep. they're very deep in systems. So like, gameplay-wise, it's like jump, attack, that, the moment-to-moment, very simple, but there's ton, there's almost too much depth in the system, the stuff you talk about, like, hey, there's a secret if you use this weapon on this one enemy, it's going to do this thing, and it's like, how did this programmer have this much time to think of all this crazy shit? And I think that's what people love about these games, right? I, it's like, yes, it's I like easy sp- to learn, difficult to master, but also just like, there's going to be so just a, such a wealth of content available to you over time. Yeah, so Boss Fight Books actually has an awesome book written by Derek Yu, who made Spelunky, called just mm. Spelunky. It's one of those, oh, wow. you know, Boss Fight publishes these short books that are this sort of like in-depth analysis of it. And it's Derek Yu talking about what went into making Spelunky and his frame of mind and uh, why he was making it and his systems-based approach. Very great read. Strongly recommend it. But I think a lot of it is exactly trying to achieve that, right? It's It's how do we make a world where all of the pieces here interact with one another in a way that makes sense and i think that honestly spelunky is probably the closest thing to a perfect game i i don't think that there's a single in my book i just don't think there's any flaw to spelunky it's just so perfectly made there's no extraneous mechanic everything talks to each other in the way that you would expect it to it it is damn near perfect and it draws inspiration from I would say a relatively ob- obscure NES game. My brother loves Spelunker, like the original oh, yeah, Spelunker, yeah. and it's <laughs> that game's not like perfect by any means. Like Spelunker's just like, yeah, it's fine, you know, it's it's got a, this aesthetic, but it, it's like graphically, like Spelunky, you could look at it and be like, oh, that just looks like a remake of Spelunker, you know, but it's it's nothing like that yeah. when it comes to gameplay. You know? The other thing that I love about Spelunky, and I don't know if you how much time you've spent playing or watching Spelunky, but there comes a moment where you get confident in your abilities. And this happens in Dark Souls as well, right? Where you decide, yeah. you know what? I, I know I can do this, so I'm going to test myself. I'm going to push myself a little further, right? When, the, when you make the decision that you're going to try to kill the shopkeeper, right? Oh, it's well. such this exhilarating moment because you know you're setting yourself up for future challenges, but the only way you're going to do that is if you feel like you're confident enough to take on that challenge, you know? And so it it has this wonderful sense of you being able to determine the your own difficulty level and really like amp up the chaos if you if you want to so if you kill the shopkeeper do you get all his stuff for free you get his all of his shit for free except for now there's a shopkeeper at the end of every level waiting for you with a shotgun to get revenge (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. nice nice 
Wow. Yeah, but this is also one that like it went through a major, major glow up in the transition from yep. free product to commercial one because uh yeah, here's here's a clip of the original's gameplay. And it looks about like it sounds, you know, eight bit sprites and then uh the the HD version that I think debuted on was it XBLA? XBLA, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this music so much. It slaps. You've got faint vocals there with like the the woman that you need to rescue in the background. There's you know the the sprites went through this transformation. Have you ever played this game co-op? I would actually no. recommend you try co-op if not. It's very good co-op because it causes a whole lot of hilarity to ensue and it lets you take the game uh, a little bit less seriously when you there's another person there to sort of accidentally shotgun you in the face. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> if uh, if they carry your corpse to the, the exit, do you get to keep playing afterwards? Uh, so they can revive you later, but oh. more importantly, they can carry your corpse and then sacrifice it at an altar to Kali and get rewards for it. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I, I definitely need to try this now. Um, yeah, but it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. So so long as you are willing to learn, I guess. So are you playing Spelunky too? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and I'm running into the same frustrations. Tbh, oh, no. but we can talk about it in the next segment. Okay. Uh, for now, we really should move along too. Uh, this is one that you guys piped up at the last second and were totally right about, and <laughs> I needed to squeeze it in. What super, is this? Super hot. Super, super, super oh, hot. I, I think you mean... Super hot. Super hot. <laughs> I love this game. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize... I might have heard this years ago, but then forgotten about it, that Super Hot came out of a game jam. Mm-hmm. And, I did, yeah. Yeah, and it's a really great concept it's it's a first person shooter basically but time only moves when you move so uh you have time to strategize and plan out moves you can dodge bullets you can uh punch enemies grab their guns out of midair and shoot them with it like you feel like john wick i think is what one of you said when we were yeah, talking about yeah, it. Well, yeah. by the end of the game when you're really good at it absolutely yeah. you feel like john wick yeah because because it's not like I mean, yes, every level kind of plays out the same in a very similar way, and it can become a puzzle. Like, okay, I have to restart, but I'm going to remember these things. But it's like, it's it's not about memorization, because like when you get, like when you're in the zone, when you're gleaming the cube, if mm-hmm. you if you will, allow me to borrow a <laughs> phrase from a recent Monday Night movie, it's like you you kind of just instinctively know like hey this is going to happen i'm going to go over here and it's like it doesn't it's not exactly that time completely stands still because i went back to it recently and it's like it just moves very 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 slowly when you're sitting still so that you still kind of have to you kind of kind of have to be moving but it's just like you're like okay i'm gonna i'm I'm running out of ammo with this gun i'm gonna throw it at this guy which is just kind of gonna you know um incapacitate him while I go take care of this other guy. I'm going to grab this gun out of midair. I'm going to shoot this guy. And it's just fucking, you feel really badass. In this yeah. game. You're grabbing yeah. guns out of midair, motherfucker. And, and I, and you're, I love, like, ugh. I've been playing Mind Control Delete a lot, which is, it, it pretends to be a roguelike, but it really isn't. It's, it's yeah. just kind of like cycling you through these similar scenarios over and over again, but you keep 
unlocking new things and growing more powerful as you play. But a lot of that, I, I find that I spend like making the decision like, okay, I've just shot this dude. There's another dude coming around. Do I wait for the gun to reset so I can shoot another round? Or do I just throw the gun at him, which I can do instantaneously? Yeah. And then that, that knocks him off balance. I can grab whatever weapon he's holding, kill him with it, and keep moving on and on. And, uh, yeah, Mind Control Delete also lets you unlock a bunch of cool hacks. So, like, you can uh, unlock a thing where uh, thrown objects now explode. So you can, like, pick up a mug that's sitting there and bean some dude with it, and it will immediately explode and take him out and possibly some other people around him. Yeah. Yeah, well, so this game we, we talked about, it started as this free thing, which they, they referred to as the challenge prototype, which was just kind of like three levels. Mm. Um, but then eventually they, they kickstarted it to, to be a full version. But it kind of is. So this was a, a game that I used to see at so many events for years before mm. its official release. Like I would always walk by and be like, what is that all white game with just orange dudes running around you know and it and it was super hot as before yeah. i played it you know and then it then it just yeah it got really big but then like it has since grown like michael mentioned in the new expansion um uh and then there's also a vr version that is very similar but has a few more little tricks you can do that make it yeah. feel like a very different game yep. and then there's also this like really cool meta story to the game which it's totally mind fucking you like the entire game like because it starts off like some dude like chatting you like, Hey, did you try out that new program? And you're like, what, what pro, you know, and you automatically kind of chat back. Mm, and yeah. and then it's, so it has a story of like you basically becoming one with the computers. Yeah. And then like, they're like coming after you. And at the end, I think the end of the game is you, don't you Spoilers. shoot yourself to escape? Well, come on. It's, it's some weird matrix stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah they're, they're, but there is like, you're playing a VR video game, but it's actually putting you into the bodies of like, assassins who can bend time or whatever and uh yeah yeah but then and then apparently the twist in the vr version is even better where it's just like it kind of fucks with you like here unplugged from the machine and mm. yeah that's anyway. cool yeah but i, I love the, VR, the version. vr version is it a game it, changer it, it is yeah, well it's I very know. different um i've played it on quest and it does like use a lot of full body stuff I remember playing it in front of my parents and like you keep like ducking and, and <laughs> twisting your body around like you're in the matrix or something, you know, it, so you, you can't look dignified while doing it. But uh, it is uh, like it's a it's a full body experience and it really is cool that like as time is stopped, you can just like reach out into the air and like knock bullets aside with your hand or, uh, you know, just you don't even have to like knock the gun out of someone's hand. You can just like reach out and take it from them. Mm hmm. That's so, cool. Yeah, it yeah. is really cool. Um, heartily recommend it, and hard to believe it just started out as a free game, which is still free. You can yeah. still very download good. the prototype. I was yeah. literally playing it like because it was reminded about it before the show, and it's it's so easy to get distracted by that. It's yeah. kind of incredible, actually, to remember that every now and then people can actually innovate in new things with yeah. shooters. It's great. Yeah, well, and again, it's another example of like gameplay lives on because like graphically it's frozen in time it's it's this low poly think like yeah early virtua fighter graphics yeah. you know and, and of... bear in mind the people look like they're made out of crystal and they sound like it every every time you hear something that sounds like a window shattering that is a person being killed yeah yeah that's just two dudes dying there's also some really cool sound cues. Like I always, the game's very fair in that like 
dudes will come in from off, you know, camera and stuff, but there's like audio cues to be like, okay, there's another guy behind me. I need to turn around and cap that dude like mm-hmm. really quickly. Like, yeah, does a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, such, it's hugely fun. Um, one of, one of my favorite new series, obviously, but yeah, that has been our top five. Any other, any other fond recollections of super hot? I loved ignoring hearing you guys talk about it because uh, I got I got a late night message. I just got a PS5. Yay! Oh, congratulations! <laughs> you can play Sorry, Super Hot on that. I just apologize for being quiet. Where'd you um, get it? I need Amazon. Oh, nice! They finally Hopefully. opened their pre-orders, huh? And they're over. It was wow. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for the heads up while yeah. I'm on your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, trying. I'm trying. It's being very awful right now. Uh, all right. Uh, I, did, I, I didn't. Yeah, you're right, Drew. I didn't know which one would be worse: interrupting Michael's conversation or telling everybody, "Hey, it's a PS." This is a, it's a special case. The PlayStation Five. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely. Um, anyway, that's been our top five. So we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, uh, we'll talk about some new releases, some Spelunky Two, some PS Five yeah. shit. Stay tuned. Realize I don't want to be a miser. Get scratching. Hello, fellow nerf herders. Did you not like Last Jedi, Rise of the Skywalker, or would you just prefer a majority of Star Wars fans take a slow walk into a volcano? What I'm saying is, are you sick of Star Wars? Well, I thought I was, but my co-host Jeremy and Adam beg to differ. Except when they don't. Get ready for a whole lot of love, a whole lot of hate, and a whole lot of geeky therapy in our new series, Sick of Star Wars, with a big giant question mark, exclusively available at patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a little taste. My monkey. <laughs> oh, Star Wars edits. Here's a, my definite, like... A, a rundown of the amount of Star Wars edits that there have been. Uh, editorial tampering began as early as 1977 because some of the effects either were unfinished or they released a cut <laughs> accidentally with unfinished unfinished effects in between the small release in, on May 4th. And uh, in 1977, there were two ver- technically two versions of Star Wars out there. And you can prove it by it. people were bootlegging it immediately. This obviously was an, an immediate smash set success, so people were bringing... I don't even know if you can call them camcorders, but whatever... Yeah, how? Yeah. What the what, hell were they bringing in there? Video cameras. How? And this is my favorite. Due to space issues uh, on the CED formats, long time ago, Laser Time did a show about dead formats. I, forget, I hope... And then people started sending me CEDs, movies on vinyl, <laughs> sometimes known as Disco Vision. Uh, oh my god, what? Yeah, I got, uh, I think Kevin's got, if you, at Cap City, our friend Kevin, he's got one for Friday the 13th. I have Pinocchio and Emmett Otter on CET. And for some reason, any which way but loose. I don't know who sent me that, but thank you. Uh, but the CED, oh, a, 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 like obviously shitty technology, otherwise we would know something about it. To fit on the file format, it had to speed the movie up 3%, shaving... <laughs> Shaving three minutes off of Star Wars runtime. Three percent. Three percent over. That's actually a lot. My monkey. 
Oh, that's Sick of Star Wars, available exclusively at patreon.com slash lasertime, along with weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive bonus podcasts, and more for just five bucks. And that's in addition to the brand new show, Sick of Star Wars, an angst-ridden podcast saga told in nine parts. Listen long and prosper. This is so wizarding. And welcome back to our final segment where we're too anxious to do anything other than hit this button. Spelunky 2 is out and it's yes. pretty good. George, you want to take this one? I, I, I'm enjoying it so far, but I am running into a lot of the same frustrations that we talked about about Spelunky in the first part. Spelunky 2 is very much more Spelunky, so it's not surprising that if you have challenges with the first Spelunky that you're having them with the second one. I, mm. I, I would encourage people to give the game a shot and to try to overcome that challenge. I think if you're, if you're okay and comfortable getting your ass handed to you now and then, you will find a surprising amount of depth and things to love in Splunky and Splunky too. I hear it's one of those games that you can um, you can kind of skip the original. Like, there's no reason to go back and play Splunky one because this game does everything that does and then adds question. to it. Right? Yeah, it, there's you know there's a lot of because it's so systems based. There are very tiny, small changes that can fundamentally change how it plays. So mm. even something as simple as you know in Splunky two, if you are holding onto a ledge and you crack the whip, you will be shot back slightly hmm. not something that happens in the first monkey but even something like that could create scenarios where you know you can try to dodge uh you know enemies or land in particular different locations by using that so i don't know i mean i i think it's too early for me to tell how different it actually is from a mechanical point of view because mm-hmm. even in level one one like you know there's turkeys and there's all kinds of like weird things oh, that yeah, are totally different yeah you but how they them. interact with the rest tbd hmm. i hear don't kill the turkey no, yeah, there's a guy that gets very angry if you kill turkeys that I found out yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, they also add the... Uh, did did the first game have, like, the ghost gems where, like, if you collect this, a ghost will immediately follow you? It did that's not new. have the ghost gems. New. It is new. It's really cool. I suspect... So one of the things that people used to do who were much better at Spunky than I was is let the ghost come, and then when the ghost goes over a gem, it transforms it into a diamond. So they would use it as sort of challenge runs to get more money. And so one of the like competitions that people would run is how much money can they earn in the game before completing it. So I suspect that it was added in as a way to basically fast track that. You can crack the thing, trigger the ghost, and then take on that challenge. Interesting. So normally the ghost only comes like when you're you've been in the level for a long time, right? It's like right. The evil it's auto. once you've run out of time. Yeah. yeah. And it'll still do that. Yeah. I've also seen the ghost split into two ghosts. I don't oh, know yeah. what causes that or why, but it's terrifying. I've seen that too. It's just like, oh, well, fuck. But this yeah, is one I'm of those fucked. games where you will find out, right? If you played enough, you'd be like, oh, that's what's triggering that, and that's where the Could depth be. comes yeah. from. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a great fuck you to, because a lot of people found the ghost pretty easy to avoid, but if there's two ghosts, it becomes much harder. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have only made it through uh, most of World 2, so still got a lot of spunky left ahead of me. Uh, Fight Crab also came to Nintendo Switch, and uh, if you've never played Fight Crab before, which of course you haven't, why would you? Uh, it's a game that, uh, it's a fighting game with photorealistic crabs that can hold weapons and uh, in, in a variety of cityscapes and Chinese restaurant tables, <laughs> and uh, it's 
just absurd. Like you, you uh, are controlling this crab that is like constantly moving very slowly and you can just kind of tell it which direction to move in. And then the analog sticks uh, and triggers are just control your arms and the pinchers. And so you, you're probably be just like flailing all over the place, like crazy, trying to land hits or pinch your opponent's, uh, there, there are many different kinds of crabs to fight uh, and unlock to play as. You can be a Dungeness crab or a spider crab or, or a coconut crab. And uh, <laughs> it, it, it gets crazy. Like the first time I, I fought like a lobster and it's like, it's a lobster and he's got a, a revolver in one claw and a knife in the other. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, it's adorable thinking how he <laughs> would try and awesome. aim. Yeah, but like you can you can pick up like in the cityscape you can pick up like cars and trees and and bash your enemies with them. Uh, there there are like these in later levels like there's one where it's like a, you're fighting it on the table at a Chinese restaurant and there's like a super dramatic reveal like every time a new opponent appears like they just drop down in these steaming pots and like just leap out with nunchucks and in slow motion. It's like it's really cool. It's a lot of fun. It's really silly. It's basically like Chaos Simulator, the fighting game. Seems like one of those games this reeks to me of, we built this for YouTube and right. Switch influencers. Kinda, yeah. Hey, are you done with Goat Simulator and I Am Bread? We got a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> along those lines. It's it's yeah. It's like a frustrating Chaos Simulator, but it's also pretty fun. I the I game isn't broken because it does exactly what we said it would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried the crab rangoon? And I'm, sh- I'm shitting on like uh, uh, maybe the nature of its genesis, but like the fight crab has decent reviews. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, it's a total competent game. A crab is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, half of them can't even talk about fight crab, so there's oh, there's a problem. Yeah. Somebody had to do it, and I knew it would be that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Super Mario 3D All Stars is out by the time you're hearing this, but not out by the time we're recording it, so uh, we'll have to talk about that next week. We uh, were just talking about our hatred of Walmarts before we got on, got on this. Um, I went to my local game store to try and pre-order this, and they're like, Nintendo gave us like 40, and that's all we all we had, like, and we're all sold out, you know, two weeks before the game comes out, and it's a yeah. limited release, um, and they were sold out on a couple of other places. Walmart, I checked, like they'll have them on Friday in my area. <laughs> so I went, just wanted to point that out to people. Take my advice. Uh, it, it, your Walmart should have one, even if you don't want to shop there. Well, I'm, I'm wondering because there's so many people that are like chasing down the physical versions, mm-hmm. but it is also available digital. So if you're worried about like I can't yeah. find it, get the digital yes. version. Are you guys thinking? Are people going after the physical just because it's like they know this will have the no. high I'll resale? T- I'll, yes. I'll t- even before my assessment of the game, and the reviews are out there. These are already some of my favorite games of all time, and I assure mm-hmm. you, whatever Nintendo does with its next online platform, none of my purchases will carry over, and I will not be able to play these games. That's a very good point. Yeah, yeah. But do you think the Switch cartridge is going to carry over? That seems like a no, very but it, proprietary it'll, it'll still be format. playable on the Switch. I don't expect their network to be up as long as I. W- I want to play these games when I'm seventy, and I don't feel that way about Splatoon two. So, <laughs> so like. That, that's that's where I'm at. I want I want a hard copy of this game that I won't lose. And again, Nintendo 64 being the only the first uh, console I ever had to just break, just totally break. Uh, every other console, other than the PS3, I have is all still work. Yours is a noble reason, but I I think 
what's ruining it is there are so many people that are just speculating and it's like we went and checked and we were laughing the other day we looked on amazon it was already selling like the same day of the announcement it was selling for like 200 dollars on amazon yep. for 1600 dollars uh, yeah um, like oh my god like that ruins it it's just like if you if you want to just play the games maybe you know th- this is one of those things I, I have a hard time repaying for games that I've already played in their kind of near exact form I played them in, so I'm not going to be buying this because I, I have great memories of all three of these games, love all three, don't need to play them again. But I, th- this is one of those collections, though, had I missed one, like let's say I didn't play Sunshine, this would be the perfect chance to do so. But yeah, it's, it's such a bummer if you just want to go back and play the game, it's mm. actually difficult. Or the after March, you won't be able to even buy it. Like, it's, I don't know. I'm just very disappointed in that decision. So does that mean you're going to get a version of the PS5 with a disc drive? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm debating all of this. Yeah, apparently, okay. the, what I've been hearing is that the digital version, the, the rumors are that the digital version is being produced in much, much lower quantities than the disc drive version. And that really? they're just doing it so that they can say they got in under four hundred dollars, but but like I, I I think I saw something like the manager of a GameStop says they're getting like fourteen PS fives uh, for launch, and twelve of them are the disc version, and then the remaining two are the digital version. Where is the fourteen total for a GameStop? Which <laughs> yes. they've closed so many GameStops. Is this in Saskatoon? Where the fuck is this game? That, that's one store's allotment. I can I can kind of to be that, fair, that those were the twelve well. they didn't put into the ultimate bundle that sold you headphones mm. and, and controller yeah. charges. On, on the other hand, I could see like if your main business is selling game discs, maybe it's not in your interest to sell a digital console. Oh, well, yeah, for them, I mean, they've been doing that for years in terms of selling like the store credit, mm-hmm. little, you know, gift card things. And, and even remember, they were selling like digital codes to the, the storefronts, which is basically saying here, give them your credit card. Yeah, no, there's, that is absolutely still happening with with uh, especially Fortnite shit. It's all over. Mm-hmm. The well, because it's like parents that don't want to give their kid a credit card to enter into Epic stores. It's like, OK, well, right. I will go. I will go buy this card and give this to you so that I, I'm regulating how much you're and playing. And Matt said he wanted to get the digital version, and I'm like, if like there was a $100 CD peripheral, I would say go for it. Mm-hmm. But like, it, you're just cutting yourself off of the entirety of the backwards backwards compatibility in, in retail game sales. Which Yeah, but I was, I was telling you guys, I have like a total of 10 PS4 discs lying True. around here that... In, in, most of those yeah, I've played same. already, so I, I'm not, I'm not like going. Oh, I'm, I don't really care about bringing all of those games forward. It's true, but I, I told you that story. I think I even told it on the show. My girl uh, wanted me to get COD Blops Two because she had played the Zombies mode. I'm like, cool, I'll check it out digitally. This is 2020. That game was 49.99 digitally. Uh, looked, I'm like, fuck that shit. And I look, go to look up my Walmart. The Cod Blops trilogy is eight ninety nine on a disc. I would never want to take out like, like uh, I would never, I would never want to like cut out the possibility that I would not be able to take advantage of the sale of a medium. I'm just not a physical retail guy. Where no, I'm like, with you. I'm with you. Buddy. Would, I'm with you. I don't go to, out to physical retail like to save ten bucks. I'd rather just but to, to, to like to not cut out the possibility. Who, and there, you know, for me, there's always a chance I'm going to need to capture shit again. Yeah. But I kind of like I want to cut out the possibility because otherwise I'll be tempted. 
And now I won't be. <laughs> well, one thing Sony's been a little unclear on, uh, to the point IGN did that graph that was like comparing the different PS5s to the different mm. Xbox Series X and S's, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't commit to like the, the PS5 digital version, some of the specs with like hard drive and stuff. But I, my understanding is like the PS5s are identical other yeah. than the, the disk drive. That's, right? Right. That's what yeah. it looks mm-hmm. like. Yeah, before we completely move on from new releases, I did want to bring up Paradise Killer. Came out last week, but I had mm. said, like, oh, I've started playing a little bit, but it's interesting. I'll come back and play it more. I finished it over the weekend. I fucking love that game. Uh, it's like a big open world uh, investigation where you are. Uh, you, the backstory, you're just kind of dumped in with no real explanation, and you eventually suss out that the backstory is that you are part of a uh, millennia-old death cult that uh, is trying to resurrect gods that at one point tried to take over the world and were scrubbed from the real world's history. And this cult has been creating these pocket dimensions called Paradise Islands, trying to create a perfect utopia by kidnapping people from the real world and uh, employing them as slaves and uh, captive worshippers for these genocidal alien gods. And you are a member of this cult's uh, immortal aristocracy. You are the investigator who's like let out of three million days of uh, exile because someone's murdered all your leaders and you have to figure out who. So you're scouring this this world, which has been described as like it's it's vaporwave influenced. It's it's a very like neon 80s kind of open world and uh, talking to these various suspects that are left over and uh, because the the island has mostly been evacuated or its people slaughtered because it's like, all right, well, we've we figured it out. We're going to we have the perfect 25th paradise island that we're moving everyone to except this murder happened. So we had to lock down the remaining island before it could be destroyed. And uh, possibly the, the, the best part for me as an open world addict is that it pushes you to explore by cramming shit tons of collectibles everywhere so you will constantly be motivated to keep poking around at things and it's like all right now oh there's there's a record over there i should grab that oh there's here's a a random item i'm just going to keep scouring around and there's like a demon that shows up and starts making fun of you for doing this it's like you're just collecting trash what are you doing uh, <laughs> anyway but it's it's fun i i strongly recommend it nice. sounds like no more heroes or something uh, you know, it has has some atmospheric things in common with that, but yeah. uh, it's it's also neat in that, uh, as some people have pointed out, you can completely fuck up the investigation. Like they, there's, it it feels like Danganronpa or Phoenix Wright, except that it's one long investigation phase, and then there's a trial at the end, and the trial is entirely dependent on what evidence you found. So you can like completely miss shit and like miss that someone <laughs> was part of this conspiracy and it will not tell you. You'll you'll just have to live with it with it at the end or you can, you know, go back and try to find stuff. But uh yeah, it's it's great. Nice. Uh, uh one last game on the list that we it comes out Friday, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Um hoping trying to get trying to get the copy of that game that I can maybe discuss on mm-hmm. next week's show. So Stay tuned. Play school WWE. Anyway. I actually kind of have high hopes because I like arcadey wrestlers. I'm really hoping it goes arcadey. We'll see. We'll see. All right. But for now. Oh, it's the moment we've all been waiting for. Finally. 
Is there anything left to discuss? We finally have a date and prices for PlayStation 5, and I am fucking exhausted. (laughs) Today was exhausting. It really was. November. Tw- this thing isn't coming till November twelfth, and everybody has been fighting each other to try and pre-order the stupid thing because the pre-orders went up early. Five hundred such fucking saps yeah. because there's, there's four hundred ninety nine like US dollars or three hundred ninety nine. I know, US I know. It's not about the launch games, but like you know, hey man, I got a lot of irons in the fire and this podcast. I'm going going to need one of those. And the thought of like having to like sh- use Brickseek and show up at a fucking uh, Mervin's at 3 a.m. to hope I get one six months from now. Like, I just don't want to fucking deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mervin's, Mervin's big play to return to retail through something. Like, What's happened to the youth? Speaking for myself, <laughs> I may need one or three consolation prizes uh, that week, depending on yeah. how things go the previous yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah we don't know how Republicans point. are going to cheat yet, so mm-hmm. you might need something to drown your sorrows mm-hmm. into. <laughs> exactly. Oh, right. boy. Yeah, right. sign, up, sign up for your local phone bank, please. Mm. And uh, yeah, call people, get people to vote. Anyway, mm. uh, so yeah, for, yeah, the, the digital version. By the way, listeners, you guys voted correctly. I, I kind of put up a poll on the official uh, Twitter account of VG, you know, at VG Apocalypse, and I had a couple different price points there, and you guys voted for the correct guess. It was four hundred and five hundred, is what you said. So good yeah, job. I, I, I keep pointing out a fun fact, and I'm not reading any of your other stupid sites. So this is coming from my brain and history only. This is the first time in history. A Microsoft and Sony machine have cost the same amount. Um, new. Mm-hmm. That has never, ever, ever happened before. And that yeah. means the competition is going to have to occur elsewhere and really hard. Mm. Yeah. I, I find yeah. that very interesting because, like, uh, we saw a little bit of the first shot with, like, Sony's just like, well, we don't have Game Pass. How about all our fucking dope games free for PS5 users who sign up for PS now, a PS Plus? Yeah, they, they kind of they kind of like smashed together PS Plus with PlayStation Now and just made sure PlayStation Now had lots of really cool games. I hate capitalism, but this competition's going to be fun and uh, gamers are going to benefit. Hmm. Well, some of us can still remember the whole thing with the PlayStation Plus games. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what PlayStation Plus used to be. Like, they advertise it yep. as your instant game collection. Like, yeah. you buy a PS3 and suddenly you have, like, 20 of the best games. I I, I was I brought up, I remember that with the Vita, because I got the Vita with PS Plus, and it's like, well, you automatically own Gravity Rush and Uncharted Lost Legend and Final Fantasy The Lion War. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Thank did, you. Did it always work that way, though? Where I thought PlayStation Plus was always you had to, quote unquote, buy the game, like put it in your cart and check out it, that month it didn't to get used it in to your be library. That way. When it, it, it didn't? Initially, okay. for no. I think the first couple of years, maybe, it was they'd, they'd go on PS Plus and then they'd be there forever. And then they just one day decided, like, okay, all of these are going away and uh, now it's going to be month to month and you have to get those things within that month. I remember there being controversy about that. So I think, yeah, I think that's right. It's a rights issue because, like, yeah, as a publisher, you that you know, you're you're basically giving them the rights to use your game. You're 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 going to want to be like, hey, I don't want you just blasting this out to anyone with plus. You want people to have to take some action to mm-hmm. divvy in their library, and if they miss it, then maybe they'll hopefully buy it. That's my guess. But we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves, real oh quick. God. So. I, we're we're kind of like this conference because one of the things that was maddening to me about the conference, I was like complaining to you guys. I'm like, 
are we really going to sit through an hour of bullshit about mostly games we've heard about? And then they just kind of dropped the PlayStation thing in there, not even at the very end. It, it was like, it, it was so Second weird how last. they made us wait, but it was almost like there were some really cool announcements that I was just like willing to skip over because I all I cared about was the price and the date of this thing. But then like looking back, I'm like, yeah, maybe I should have been more excited about Final Fantasy 16 being announced. I know, like, I know. It, and, and, and like Michael and I were like, I we're honestly like, thought that was 14 because of the art style. Yeah. Because it, it has yeah. the same art style as 14 does. I hope you're happy, yeah. people. We we lost our neons and our pinks. We're back to Final Fantasy IX. I can't IX confirm this, medieval. but I heard that the footage you saw was running on PC, not PS5. So oh, it's not. It, you can confirm it. It was in the press conference. It said okay, it was okay, running on okay. PC. There, there was not yeah. a single bit of footage I felt was running on an actual PS5 with the possible exception of Demon Souls. Well, they, they, I mean, unless they're lying, they said that everything except for Final Fantasy 16 was running on the PlayStation 5. Yeah. That's, mm. that Spider Man footage is fucking gorgeous. And I feel it like an old really man, nice. like, is this a cutscene or gameplay? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We got more details about the way Miles Morales works. So if you just want Miles Morales, it's $50. Um, and that it, that's, so it's kind of like a, a, you can tell it's kind of a shorter standalone campaign. Mm-hmm. I mistakenly had thought no matter how you bought it, you would always get the remaster of Spider-Man, but that's actually only if you pay $70 for like the deluxe edition. Hmm, that's crazy. The remaster, it does feel like Spider-Man a just come out. What are they remastering it for? 2018, 2018. <laughs> so they're, 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 they're plussing it up for PlayStation five. Like, yeah. You know, and that, that $50, when you first said that, that $50 price point seemed weird to me. And then I realized like, Oh shit. That that would normally be forty dollars, but they're jacking it up ten dollars. Yeah, yeah uh, if you think of else. like Uncharted yeah. Lost Legacy was yeah. a forty dollar thing. Yeah, exactly. And I remember ten years ago, like when I uh, reluctantly accepted the forty dollar price point as budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because for a while it was thirty. Oh, you know, yeah. twenty was was 20. true budget. Thirty was a little like oh, slight premium, and then forty I, I... became a thing. I love these kind of mid priced titles, though. To be honest, oh, yeah. it feels like games are way too long as they are. Yep. So a forty dollar title means that they can get away, or a fifty dollar title, I guess now means they can get away with like a shorter, more bite sized game. I like yeah. it. Remnant from the it, Ashes. Forty dollars. It, 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 it is crazy though that like I, I understand that prices raise, and I'm not like uh, whatever. I'm like everything. Else, everything else I buy, the price has tripled over the last couple of years, except for games and mm. and gas. And, and so like I, I'm not that upset. I get it. Um, it's not a it's not a huge increase. I, I know people will yell, ah, we're not made of money. I'm like, then pick a less expensive hobby. Like, this is... Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the Spider-Man thing sort of hides the fact that every every first-party title that they announce, they, they later show the pricing on a PlayStation blog, all the Sony stuff is 70 for, for This the is the, the, the quintessential first-world problem. This is this is not a thing in, in, in third-world countries because no one could ever afford to pay $60 for a goddamn game every month. Relax. So, uh, but, but like, uh, but the idea that like the budget price of $50 replaced the, de- the 30 year old default price for regular price. Yeah. That, that makes me feel incredibly old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that, you know, they announced all the seventies, uh, the, I'm sorry, all the $70 games. They, they, we talked 16 was interesting to me cause it's like, it almost is like, remember how like awesome final fantasy eight for the time looked and then kind of nine like because it had the completely different visual style you're like well it's not really taking a step back it just looks very different that's almost how i feel about the transition from 15 to 16 it's like yeah Mm -hmm. they're going back to this medieval style 
It just hmm. looks very different. You know, it's harder to draw a comparison with 15 because of it. Does that. it bug you that it looks like there was no turn-based or team-based anything in that trailer? No. I can I couldn't really tell anything about the gameplay it, from the the, the fights look like action. At one point there's like one person next to you, but it just looked like a Devil May Cry game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and and I think that may be a natural evolution for Final Fantasy, uh but it was weird, but like I, I liked it. I liked the idea that you could clearly see yourself executing elemental uh, summons um, yeah. in, in, in subtle ways. And by I, the I, way, I, I'm glad that DMC5 is coming to PS5. I, I don't know that I needed to see a trailer for it for this game. <laughs> right, that's, that's what I'm talking about. A couple it, years. But dude, that's, that's how crazy what's happening is like Devil May Cry, and they can't call it remastered because it was already Xbox One X 4K supported. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they just so call it's them, like, not a editions, right? It's, it's like, a special edition with DLC for some reason. Yeah. Um, and but also like either Devil May Cry Five just left Game Pass or leaves in a month. It then, already left. It left a couple months ago, and I is checked. now a Sony digital exclusive. Like, well, what's the difference? This is so weird. <laughs> this is so yeah. strange. Like I had, I got this game for no money uh, on the other platform, and now it's like, and it's a digital exclusive. I believe the physical edition won't be available at launch. God, there was only really two to three new game announcements here. One of the other new game announcements, which is a game we'd all known existed, is Harry Potter, the Harry Potter Hogwarts Legacy, which looks to be the Harry Potter RPG. Could um, they have picked a work week, week to launch this? I, know, I, I am right? shocked, by the way. It took so fucking long to make this game. Like, mm. did, I mean, should this game have come out like 10 years ago? I don't it know. did leak. It leaked two years ago. Yeah. That does yeah. feel crazy. Yeah, I, I am. It's so it's tough because I love the Harry Potter books and I love mm-hmm. the Harry Potter movies and it's kind of tough to be a Harry Potter fan right yeah, now. I don't, and I, I don't love the recent statements made by J.K. Rowling. Yeah, yes. I'm over I don't, it. Whatever. We got better, cooler sci- sci-fi fantasy yeah, out there. It's true. It's true. I don't yeah. need you. Just kidding, Rowling. Mm-hmm. But but <laughs> but but uh, but I, I'm. I, it's like, it's not like I'm gonna not go to Universal anymore because of her. So I, I don't know how I feel about this because like it looks inarguably cool. Oh, once again, I was keeping notes and like um, I think there was like four seconds of what could be construed as gameplay. It's it was so tough to tell with that one. Mm. You know, hey, mm. it's Harry Potter. They they really like amped up like the whole your choices will define your adventures. Like, can I be an entitled Slytherin bully? <laughs> can I just yeah, be, be an sweet. asshole in this game? Can I really play as a Republican? <laughs> can, can I, uh, um, I, I had I had this written down. I just wanted to tip my hat to Warner Brothers games, which may not exist by the time the show airs. I don't know. No, no, they uh, took that back because it was one of the oh, few good. like really profitable divisions. So they're no longer mm-hmm. on the chopping block. Uh, but that like they have such faith in their franchises, they never name their games after the characters that are in them. We don't have... They don't have a Lord of the Rings game. They have... Why am I at a loss? Uh, Shadow <laughs> of Mordor. Earth. Shadow of Mordor. Shadow they don't have a Harry Potter game. They have a Hogwarts game. They don't have a like Justice League game. They have an Injustice game. Uh, yeah, they, they they seem to have like a ton of faith. And in, 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 I, I don't know. I just really like that. I really like having a AAA studio integrated with a, a, a movie studio like that. There's, there's some weird rights issues. So yeah, like the Harry say. Potter universe is super fucked up because there's Harry Potter. Yeah. Then there's the Wizarding World, which is the brand they started to give everything. And yeah. then there's also the Fantastic Beasts brand. 
And now there's this with Hogwarts Legacy. And- I, I know what you're saying, but if you do one search in your apps and you'll find the world of Harry Potter, like just shamelessly. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, in both licensed and non-licensed games, I would imagine. Oh, I'm not saying they've done a spectacular job, but they're mm-hmm. trying to manage away from Harry Potter in the brand and to get yeah. you to call it like the Wizarding World brand, but no they're, one's they're, doing it. They're trying to, to plot the next 50 years, you know? Harry yeah. Potter might not age as well. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know who hasn't aged so well is Robotic Reagan in Codblops, <laughs> because we, we saw more of that. I mean, that looks kind of cool, I guess, but... Yeah, I mean, I I, I love it that at this point in the, the 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 conference. I'm like super cynical. I'm like, I I don't know what you could show me in Call of Duty that would impress me. Yeah, I am so glad I stopped playing this series. I stopped playing this. <laughs> friend. I used to play really? every single COD Blops and yeah. every single Call of Duty, and I stopped probably six years ago. And I'm super glad. I I don't mind the playing through the campaigns and like I, I really like I really like the b- 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 the free to play one and i'm not hmm. even Warzone? much of a shooter person yeah. it just it was Warzone, awesome yeah. and free and uh, i played it for weeks and but like uh what can call of duty actually show us to demonstrate next gen technology and i was even like went out to talk to my girlfriend like like more enemies on screen no i don't what what, what would you need to know that Call of Duty is taking advantage of next-gen hardware. High-speed like, chase all- with a remote control car that somehow goes even faster than actual yes. cars and goes yeah. under an airplane and makes I it explode. Know. Yes. That I, a giant giant movie where I hit I hit the left button at the end. <laughs> Chris, you haven't lived until someone's teabagged you in with ray tracing, buddy. That's <laughs> yeah, that's how exactly. you really know. Yeah, that 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 sniper shot was like so they they just like straight up ripping off uh, sniper elites kill cam because I'm I'm all for that. That is something more games should do. There, there was yeah. something about that Call of Duty trailer, and I think I might play it because I like zombies mode, if not the campaign. And I, I have my moral dilemmas there. Blah blah blah. But but like uh, I don't know how you present this to next gen people interested in next gen games anymore like it yeah. feels very old and i felt so weirdly ashamed like it was my generation that was responsible for this <laughs> are we really trotting this out again the call of duty audience is a bit more mass they're not necessarily early adopter console guys they're they're mm-hmm. just like hey i want to buy the new call of duty regardless of platform yeah mason right. and woods fucking up and doing things wrong yeah yeah <laughs> they were the ones who set the 70 dollar console price were they not they did it in a weird way where you it's for 70 you get both versions of the game because it's one of those mm, games that's, that's going to be forwards compatible. And so they kind of hid the fact that it was 70. It's like, no, you're getting fucking two games, bro. You're getting last gen and you know, you're getting current gen and next gen, but it's like, well, really you can play it on your PS5 me. and your little brother can play it in his fucking Miata uh when throw- <laughs> $60, $70. Yeah. <laughs> it's just numbers, Mason. So they also showed more of Resident Evil Village, and they confirmed that's coming 2021, so next year mm-hmm. for RE Village, or Resident Evil Faster 8, whatever you yeah. want to call it. I gotta finish trailer. 7, which I loved, yeah. and I love the trailer. Yeah, I, I'm glad they're going back to the first-person oh. Resident Evil thing. And I, I you know. hate Resident Evil. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I fucking hate what? it. How do you oh, hate man. Resident Evil, man? Uh, I thought most of the first original games are pretty stupid until the director's cuts versions and the remakes. I think the movies are the worst, and I oh, worked at the company, sure. and their fans are m- might be the worst place that pie. RE7 was wonderful. I have a lot of... Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I really liked it, but I made the decision to play it in VR, which was like... Mm. Oh god! Fucking Not horrifying! Like, yeah. like, almost, like I, I was. I wanted to talk to you guys about that at some point because the there's a new Oculus out. Just because, like, I love VR. It is a different experience. But I, 
I'll buy games. I'm like, I'm not ready to do that yet. I don't want to sweat or get mm-hmm. scared or vertigo. All these sensations you don't get from regular gameplay that I bought the fucking thing for, I'm terrified of. Like, I literally said to my girl, are you going to play? She's like, are you going to play this game? I'm like, eh, it just feels like exercise right now because it is. Yep. It is literally exercise to play super hot in VR. <laughs> it actually is. Yes, I can. We'll, we'll to get that. to VR. There's definitely a few VR things coming up. Um, the other stuff they, they showed us more of games we knew about. They showed us a lot more Deathloop. They mm. showed us Demon Soul. The yeah. Demon Souls gameplay looks fucking badass, and they confirmed yeah. that's a launch day t- launch yeah. day title. That's why seventy I bucks it. as well. I, I do want to say, I, I like Michael and I were like, Deathloop seemed like it had sixteen trailers, but it also had a you know a time loop mechanic, and I'm like. I was just like, God damn it. I just want to see the price. I know I already like Deathloop, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm already in. It's Arcane Studios. Yeah. Right. Like, I know I want to, I'll look, I I, I want to know more about this, but please not right now. And so I, I dug into it and I encourage everyone to read the PlayStation blog. Uh, Ann Lewis, former host of the show, (laughs) wrote up an awesome, like, description of how Deathloop actually works. Oh, nice. Yeah. It looks, I mean, it looks like um, Dishonored Shooter. You know, just kind of what it looks like. But with with, with an interesting time mechanic. The other new game they announced, there's a new Five Nights at Freddy's security breach that... Fucking fine. All right. Um, Then the other big new game, and I couldn't tell if it's a new game or an expansion, but I guess they confirmed it's a new game. God of War Ragnarok is coming 2021. I think this is more of a 2022 title, if you ask me. That's my bet. Probably. Who knows? I mean, they yep. announced it as 2021, but yeah. Yes, that's true. Like, mm, Sony Santa Monica is generally good at delivering when they announce it. stockholder games. horseshit, but they were late in the last one. They're, they're late in every God of War. Well, there's also, and there's also no, there's no footage at all. It's just yeah. voiceover. Yeah. So. It's, it's, that, that's what worries me is it's just a teaser, like a true teaser trailer for a game coming next year. But then when you think about it, God of War was 2018, so that would make it three years. Three years is kind of your standard time between franchise entries, so... Yeah. No, it's it's. I, I don't. I won't complain if it, it goes a year late. I'm just glad Sony fanboys got a little Metroid Prime treatment. <laughs> Enjoy. It's not a. It's not a PNG this time. It's an animated GIF, and that's all you have to know. Yeah. This game exists and for yeah. a year. And then yeah, of course we talked about it already. The backwards compatibility stuff is now. It's being referred to as the PlayStation Plus Collection. Did they talk about pricing at all? Is it just? The, is it the same price as current PlayStation Plus or? Or do they reserve the right to increase? No, the price? I don't. I don't believe PlayStation Plus. Uh, the price has not changed at all. Uh, but you will now have a lot of first party and like three th- third party games available to you at launch, which is like an incredible launch value. I don't want to shit on it, but it also is like that is not Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> that was a. It was a. That is a whiff. That is a limp dick response to Game Pass because. Game Pass offers every first-party game. I was like, I guarantee this doesn't have Spider-Man in it because they're oh, it selling won't. a disc no, version. No, they already said it wouldn't. They said they yeah. for new their games, they will always sell those before putting them on their subscription services. So I know, I know, but but like it's an old game. They could oh, yeah. sell it. I mean, they if we're get... constantly pushing towards that future of service-based models, mm-hmm. then I imagine this deal's only going to get better. Though you know, like they're just yeah. they started late when compared to. I agree. Microsoft. It just it just doesn't it doesn't really have a name yet. But I would imagine like there's no reason PS Plus couldn't just be the new Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or the PlayStation Game Pass. 
All right, so it, it feels like forever ago because 2020, uh, Ubisoft had Ubisoft Forward Part Due yeah, last week, oh, and there was a lot. Right. Um, there was some cool stuff announced in the pre-show. Uh, uh, full disclosure, two Ubisoft employees here, me yes, and, and, one, and one X. Mm-hmm. Uh, Far Cry VR looks pretty cool. That was announced in the pre-show of all things. I'm- crazy excited i'll buy it and i'll probably wait like nine months to play it I until i can like get my cardio it might up. be location based like one of those things where you go and like like at an arcade where they have a bunch of things set up but um, oh no shit oh. i could be wrong about that but i All think right. that's so, uh, location based things don't exist anymore it's 2020 really right don't. Yeah. <laughs> what they the, might yeah. by the time this comes out who knows that'd be an do, odd do you really want to say that now all right uh and then this one was weird to me i i didn't know when did you guys acquire the the or the publishing rights to monster prom 2 because i really enjoyed the original monster prom which is this fun little indie game but i guess yubi is is publishing monster prom 2 monster camp then there's a new for honor season which is this week called resistance la resistance uh-huh. Uh, and then the, the show proper kicked off. Um, we got what was formerly called Gods and Monsters, now called Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yeah. It's coming December 3rd. That was confirmed. So it's this year. Yeah. I, I uh, played the crap out of a demo. It's super fun. The rumors of a new Prince of Persia game were sort of true. We're getting a Sands of Time remake. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, ground up remake though, right? Like this isn't just a remaster. It's it's being produced by Ubisoft Pune and Ubisoft... Uh, Mumbai and uh, yeah, it is like they. I was talking to the uh, the game director, and he was talking about that. Like, yeah, they they were able to go back and get a lot of the original files for the game, but they kind of had to start from scratch in a lot of places because it's using the Anvil engine, the same one that Assassin's Creed Origins used. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's I, I. It'll be better for it. I. Yeah. I actually replayed Sands of Time not too long ago, and it did not mm-hmm. age especially well. To be oh, honest, really? huh? Yeah. I have. I have one. One as a journalist, I have one major question: Where are these studios based? Pune is in India. I'm just kidding. They're in the name, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Rainbow Six Siege. The next season it features Splinter Cell's Sam Fisher. It's coming to, to coming to a Rainbow Six Siege near you, which again fans were hoping for a new Splinter Cell game announcement. But at least you get Sam Fisher, yay! Yes. Uh, here's the one that Michael was 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 just yay. loving. He couldn't wait to talk to talk about. So uh, take it away, Michael, with Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yes, it's coming back. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game complete edition, uh, is coming to PS4, Xbox One, PC, uh, Switch, and Stadia. This holiday season. Um, And it's the original game with all its DLC. It's uh, online enabled uh, for co-op or for competitive minigames. And I fucking loved the original game. It came along uh, at the perfect time when my, my and I think everybody else's Scott Pilgrim fandom was peaking. And it mm. uh, it was basically everything that I could have wanted in my wildest dreams from uh, a Scott Pilgrim game. When yeah, I was I was a huge fan of the comic, and it was using art that was similar to the comic, and it was like an old school River City Ransom beat 'em up that was mm. super fun, and like worked in all these obscure references to the point where I think even like yeah, the pause screen music is like an homage to Battletoads, and it just kind of goes into this percussive. Uh, you know, separate piece of music. Um, I I love this game, and I'm I'm just thrilled to see it finally coming back. 
Nice. You know, speaking of coming back, uh, Aiden Pierce, huh? Watchdogs is Aiden Pierce is coming hmm. back into the fold, baby. He is a <laughs> DLC character. This better be interesting. I do not know how you get a more charismatic cast than Watchdogs do. That that was weird to me. So so Aiden Pierce is he's part of the season pass for Watchdogs Legion. He'll be a downloadable character. Don't know anything about if they're sung him by by himself or whatever. But um. The first question I asked is, where the fuck is Marcus? Because I love me some Marcus from Watch Dogs 2. So, look at these. Listen how quiet these guys are. All right, Chris, <laughs> moving knows? on. I don't know. Maybe it'll happen <laughs> in the future. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Um, I was keeping my fingers crossed for more Steep because I actually quite enjoyed Steep. And the yeah. studio behind Steep is bringing us Writer's Republic, which is a new biking game they're calling it it's it but it's got biking and other it's, outdoor it's sports multiple extreme sports yeah yes. yeah just like steep was S- mm-hmm. steep plus yeah does does it have because <laughs> the one that steep had that i never really liked much was the parachuting levels or the paragliding levels does yeah, it still yeah. have all of the above or is it just a few things from steep that's that's a good question i have no idea that's Same. so weird i loved it in far cry why wouldn't i love it in steep <laughs> so they have hang gliding snowboarding and bicycling were shown in this trailer it's out next year february 21st mm-hmm. 2021 yeah. and it's set in its own open world that basically stitches together uh, assorted national parks so that's oh, cool. kind of neat Oh, cool. Yeah, well, we can't go to them, and they're closed down. And the, being, the ones uh, that aren't burning to the ground, the federal mm-hmm. parks, mm-hmm. Exactly. That, yes. that Trump can then blame on California Captured for not maintaining in history. So, a, a like, um, I was watching this trailer. I'm like, oh, but I like to bike. I'm like, but you also haven't in two years, <laughs> and every time you do, it's really hard. Maybe you need a game version of the thing you like to do because <laughs> you're old. I'm like. Fuck God! All right, fine. And then uh, di- didn't Ubisoft also announce like of dead, burned monuments? There is a VR Notre Dame. There's a yes. Notre Dame VR experience. Yeah. yeah, that was in the pre-show. That is that is one of the like weirdest consolations to the worst four years I have ever experienced. Like at least someone was there to make a VR version of this thing that we can't experience. But anymore. it's it's it was so it's pre-fire, right? Like I don't even know. Yeah. Do we know why they captured it? Like, well, I think it was originally for Assassin's Creed Unity, ah, and then okay. they they uh, I think turned over those the the three D models that they had made uh, when they were trying to begin the rebuilding process. Ah, that's and, right. I remember uh, that. And so this is this is a much more detailed version of that based on right. their their studies, and it's it's set in the nineteenth century, which so like you go outside and. Or, or no, no, is it 19th or 18th century? I think it's 18th century. I think it's both. Where you like, it's you both. go outside and there's like carriages and people in period costumes and things like that. So <laughs> I, I feel like this is the video game equivalent of like a, a, a war widow who has her like fucking husband's remains returned after 30 years. Like, <laughs> oh my God, at least I had this. That was terrible. Yeah. But like, well, pretty soon it'll be for the all of the Pacific Northwest. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In VR. We captured Seattle. Joyous. You, and, uh, you can experience <laughs> cool. it here. Um, so EA, guys, is dropping the origin name. Uh, this is kind Why of... Why it worked? It was on the tip of every millennial's tongue. Hey. <laughs> Are we origining tonight? Go to Riddance. <laughs> Anybody want to join my origin? They they started, they were rebranding uh, EA Access and Origin Access. They just rebranded earlier this year as EA Play. That was back in August. Then they, they had EA Play launching on Steam. 
and then, yeah, so the, the EA, there's an Origin desktop app. It's now just being called the EA desktop app. Uh, so not to get too corporate speaky, but uh, the EA's senior vice president of strategic growth, Mike Blank, is quoted. He, he's saying this is – it's not just about rebranding. This is part of a broader EA initiative to make their games available on as many platforms as possible with things like cross-platform play. Uh, so that's why you're seeing, you know, we, we announced it recently, like EA is included now as part of Game Pass Ultimate. Like you're getting the, I forget which one it is, the EA Play or EA Access or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they, that's why it's on Steam. And so it's, to me, it's a big shift because Origin had become this closed wall environment of like, you can only play EA games on PC, PC through this. And now it's just like, you know what? That's not working. We're pivoting. We're putting them everywhere we can. Just go play the games wherever you want. You know. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a looking at the media landscape. The only microcosm I can think of is the NFL, where it's like the NFL like it kept uh, kept itself from being streamed uh, on the internet, even though it was licensed to networks and ESPN. And like, no, we're our own thing, and we get to if you want us, you have to come get us over here. And like, are there really a, is there a rise in NFL network subscriptions? I don't think so. I think you kept yourself from being discovered by cordoning off your own stupid little island for yourself. Am I making sense? Everyone's quiet. They, they do that. <laughs> NBA does the same thing, and I think they must make money off it because it's, it's infuriating to the I'm point sure, of I'm like, sure they do, but M- NBA still can stream through apps where like, you cannot stream the NFL on Hulu, on CBS Sports, on like yeah. anything. Yeah, if, if you're a cable subscriber, I was doing that a couple times last week just to watch like the Laker games. Is like, yeah, I can at least watch the game on my phone if I'm elsewhere because yeah. it's like, oh, I'm a subscriber. Impossible it's like as if I'm it. at home. But NFL, you can't do that anywhere. The NFL was taking down gifts like four years ago. So, like, <laughs> well, they would even so, make like, it like you couldn't listen to on like the iHeartRadio app on your phone. You can't listen to NFL games. You have to only be in the local market and try to pick up a game through AM radio. Like, that's how fucked it is unless you subscribe to their Super NFL app. And then, oh, you can hear all the games. And I'm like, I really don't care enough to do that. No thanks. This is not that interesting. It's You're kind of of morally bankrupt. I don't know how much, how many reasons I have to still support you. To me, I think this is a a good step forward if EA is going to be like, you know what? We're going to put our games wherever and you just... Just play the games. We care about yeah. making the games and not about owning the environment you play them in. I think that's that's a positive change for the industry. So, right. uh, hey, oh Twitch, oh fucking Twitch. Uh, so yesterday or the, earlier this week, Twitch apologized for offending Hispanic and Latinx people with the initiative that was meant to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, they had a series of emote modifiers that would take existing emotes and then decorate them. With sombreros, maracas, and a mariachi guitar. This is this after, by the way, uh, they had a Black Lives, video, Black Lives Matter video earlier this year that mostly featured white people. Uh, this was also after they had the LGBTQ video. Uh, they said the G stands for gamer. So it's like, here's this amazing video, <laughs> oh, and the G stands oh for god. gamer, and you're like, oh my god. Oh my god. No. Oh no. You know, like... I- Maybe they just need to chill out on their, like, <laughs> initiatives and instead try to make Twitch, I don't know, a safer community yeah. free of racists. Right, right. Yeah. that too. Maybe a hospitable company instead of instead of jumping on hashtags. Like, dude, look at your own house. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's definitely, like, whoever's in charge of these, like, diversity initiatives really maybe just... Maybe you need a diverse group of people in charge of those initiatives. Yeah, whoever's in charge, in charge of Twitch's diversity initiatives, all I know is clearly takes long, long lunches. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, this is not, 
This sucks. It's, yeah, boy, it's it's just... And this is the same week, they're already getting shit, too. They launched the midstream ads, which is, like, it'll just start playing an ad in the middle of your stream without telling you, which totally sucks as a streamer. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, yeah. I, mean, I don't want to watch this live. That's not why I'm here. I understand media companies got to make money to stay in business, and mm-hmm. ads are how they work, but other people pointed out, they're like, um, then why don't you sell ad space around the stream rather than a mid-roll right in the fucking yep. middle of a yep, stream? Yeah. Like, Don't interrupt the stream. Yes. Yeah, like, are they going to notify the streamer like, oh, we're doing an ad, better stop what you're doing. Well, what you can do as a streamer, if you're like a partner, you can you can queue up ads. You can be like, hey, I'm going to take a 10-minute break, go use the restroom yeah. or whatever, and you can just play ads. You that's you activate those on mm. your own, which that's fine, right? But like, yeah, if, if you don't I tell the streamers, <laughs> you know, hey, we're just running this ad middle of your show, that's fucked up. You have to understand, all of this to do what you're saying would involve uh, paying talent directly. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, Chris, we started to talk about um, Oculus announced a new headset. It is the updated version of the Quest. So, Oculus Quest 2 was announced during the Facebook Connect conference. Uh, and they're touting that it will feature sharper displays, 50% higher resolution. 90 hertz refresh rate and then low the low low entry price of between 300 and 400 dollars depending on the memory you want unfortunately ars technica came out with a hands-on review that was fucking savage oh really yeah yeah it's the only one i read and i sent it to these guys and just like even even some of the details were like a little i don't I never play with the Oculus. I don't know what you're talking about, but yeah, it, it, uh, it, so it was one of those reviews of like, if you had quest one, it was like, Hey, maybe hang on to that because even though they're touting this as better, mm-hmm. this is actually way worse in a lot of ways than quest one. And so it's like, yeah, if you yeah. had them to compare, then you would be pissed. But if this was like your first entry level VR headset, it still seems pretty good for yeah. for that. I mean, you know? I still don't have a VR headset yet. And there's just never been a moment where I feel like it's justified the price tag. Yeah. yeah. But 300 is, that's them trying. They're like, hey, we're bringing this down to 300. Yeah. And I mean, um, Oculus yeah. Quest, the first one was great. Um, yeah. So is that the, is that the one that like doesn't require any plug and play yes. to any machine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's actually part of a broader initiative. So at the same time, Facebook announced we're going to focus on standalone VR headsets moving forward. Will no longer pursue PC only hardware. They're phasing out sales of the Rift S in 2021. So now moving forward, they're never going to have the things with the cumbersome cables out the back plugging into your PC. It'll always just be a standalone headset by itself. That's, that's because am- like I'm playing a VR game and trying, oh, this Resident Evil 7 is really great. And my cat brushes my leg and I jerk my arm and which rips a wire, which knocks over glasses of water. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's all awful. Hmm. And, and so that's nice. But the, the, I think boiled down to its essence, the review was like, well, they promised a different Hertz or refresh rate, but that's not ready at launch. And they promised they'll yeah. update it later. Hmm. So like, I can't see that. I can't see what that difference is. And, a big negative, the the first Facebook, the first Oculus to require a Facebook account. So you have to create a Facebook account. Yep. If you don't yeah. in order to ready, use. They, they were really arguing. Yeah, that, that to me, I felt like they were dwelling on a bit. The, the other stuff is like. No, 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 no. But that's that. like we're not, you know, we're not super active Facebook users. In fact, we feel guilty for using it every day. But but like um, the idea that like if I get in a fight with my friend and he reports me and I'm banned, you can't use the fucking store. 
Oh, that is weird. You, yeah, yeah. You, oh, you lose if you're point, banned from yeah. Facebook, you lose your fucking games. It, it like that. That's 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 craziness. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolute. Especially with all the chicanery, Facebook doesn't address or shut down mm-hmm. that we yeah, would yeah. really like. Yeah, uh, you could be easily you could be flagged as like a, a, a Russian actor at some point, and like that's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. The scenarios for losing your games for the Oculus is the craziest things I've ever heard of. At the same time, you're yeah. kind of arguing for a thing they don't do, which is crack down on any of those people. Yeah. So maybe it's a non-concern. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good point. So, 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 like it's a it, like they made it cheap. They made you do this thing you may not want to do. Connect yeah. it to your Facebook account, and the biggest, coolest thing it has isn't ready yet. And they took away ergonomics, comfort, and they shaped they shaped, they they shaved the price off everywhere they could. Yeah. So the idea of like adjusting the strap every time. They took the elastic out of the strap. It's a backpack strap now that you have. But there's to, no like, comforting felt to put on your head up against this plastic thing. That, yeah. like, oh my god, like that is that one's bad, but not as bad to me. That the big cost cutting thing is there's no two lenses in this in this thing. It's not a dual screen. It's like a one screen yeah. technology mm. that simulates dual dual lenses. So not as it's software version. of They that. took infrared sensors out of the controller as well. So like they did what they said they would do, which is like we're gonna cut corners everywhere we can to make this a cheaper more accessible model but it's like oh no i'm yeah. not sure this is worth it at all <laughs> <laughs> might might be worth holding out for the quest three so you know but uh yeah who knows i mean a 300 it's it's unfortunate to announce a 300 thing the same week as ps5 with their pricing because um, if you're mm. like a hardcore gamer you're gonna lean toward the ps5 most likely no i want to play two dozen games (laughs) (laughs) at the same time but hundreds of vr experiences uh we're done experiencing the news that's all the news that's fit to experience well let's move on to the community segment then which is always a segmenting our community uh last week's question of the week as you might remember was have the xbox announcements changed your opinion or plans for getting or not getting a next gen console and i guess we could now add the ps5 announcements to that for you george since you weren't here last week do you have an answer I was always leaning towards the PlayStation 5, so I'll be getting that regardless. I actually do think that the Series S is somewhat compelling Hmm. solely as a, this is the console that I can buy that's cheap, that lets me play Halo with my friends. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the the news that we didn't have last week was that, like, um, they're not playing, you're technically not playing a lot of next-gen games on that platform. Right for at least a year. Mm-hmm, there's yeah. no, there's no exclusives. You're, you're kind no, 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 of no, no, no. I know one the of my Xbox theories, one, Series the X, the, the backwards compatible. They will run at standards from previous generation. Wait, what? Oh yeah, yes, yes. That was that was that confusing news article. Yes, yeah. That I don't get because the weird. S is supposed to be more powerful than the One X, but the Series S will run Xbox One S versions of games. Yeah, it won't run yes. the yeah. Xbox One X enhancements. Right. We talked. We talked Correct. about how this this being the ultimate. It is the iPhone of console movement. It's the sure. I, it's the Apple iPhone yeah. move for consoles. And this is like, yeah, the Xbox Series S isn't so much a new system, but we're replacing any of the uh, Xbox Ones. You yeah. just have to get this thing, right? Instead, it's, it's the, cheap. What what does the iPhone have? With is it the C that that have like the color cases the versus the gold and like or the, the steel ago, one? Yeah, but three hundred dollars. Like I drank too much and now I'm on Amazon purchase. <laughs> you know? Well, I was so. you're kind of confirming my theory. I think the Series S is meant to be like, 
hey, if you're going to buy a PS5, we'll be your good secondary console. Like, you know, sure. yeah, that way you can get all the Xbox stuff. Finances. I don't know. I thought, that, I thought that was very weird, and I thought that they should have been more upfront with that. Like, this is you are not buying a next-gen system with the Xbox uh, yeah. Series S. Well, you're getting access to all the next-gen games, though. It, they've confirmed that all of the next-gen Xbox games will First play part. on the Series S. So. First part. And you'll be playing the Xbox One and you X can play most versions? on your PC with the new GTX yeah. cards. Confusing. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I could be talking on my ass. I, now I feel I, I'm drunk. Well, no, no, they, feel... So they, you, you were saying that like first party games on are backward compatible? It's it's full backwards compatibility. But it's yeah. all games. Yeah. And it's not it's not backwards compatible. It's, it's, it's just basically everything the Xbox One X can do, the Xbox Series X can also do. Like those they can play the same games. Backward I don't know. It's I don't think it's the same as the the parity between the PS5 digital and non-digital. We're, I think see, they're, this they're, is what sucks about this naming. We're confusing even yeah. what each other are saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's yeah. very what Chris true. is arguing against this. is he thinks the Series S will not necessarily be able to play all of the next-gen games coming to the Series X, but Microsoft yes. has confirmed they it always will be. Any yeah. game that runs on a Series X as a Series X game yeah, runs you're on buying the Series a new, S. You could buy a new console at launch that... That's I don't know. That feels nuts. It's like if, if Microsoft announced the Xbox One and the Xbox One X coming out the same day. Yes, and like that would be weird. Yeah, and like this one can run 4K resolution. This one can't. It would be weird if you didn't if you weren't a PC gamer because this is what PC gamers are used to. I guess, if I still I guess. have a 1080 card, I know that the latest PC game I'm going to have to run it differently than a guy with a 2080. That's well, all it is. I mean, on top of that, right, like, they know that there's not a ton of games, so if you're not going to be converting to the next console anytime soon, it's a shit economy, they still have something to go to market with. And 300, 300 bucks. And it's, it's cheaper than the PlayStation 5, you know? So yeah. at the end of the day, if true. you want to get your nephew a console, you know? <laughs> I, I know, there's just like that, like, uh, I like people getting into games, and there's that small, it's a small demo, but like... um Someone my age, like, ah, I don't know if I still want to buy the next system, and someone gets me an Xbox uh, Series S, and it, there's, like, no noticeable improvements to the layman. It's noticeable. It's 120 frames per second, and mm. it's 1440 resolution. That's that's noticeable. It's, yeah. And it, yeah. No, it isn't. No, it isn't at all. Yes, it is. It's 4K. Yeah, no. Guaranteed 4K. That's No. That's way more powerful. It, it, it upscales to 4K. Yeah. Uh, not Not to the layman. Not to the layman, and so like well, they the layman's not like, going to be eh. putting two TVs together to compare yeah. it anyway. Who's this you know mythical I mean? layman? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But it's you know, right. it's better. It's better than the One X, but marginally. I, I like the the lower. I wanted something more out of a lower budget machine than I think well, the S is offering. Then I don't. There's also it. the V that's rumored, which is just the X without the the disc drive. Yeah, we'll see if that happens. That one feels like a hoax to me. I don't probably. think the V exists. Hmm. I think they would have <laughs> they would have revealed it by now if it did. I agree. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, on VideoGameApocalypse.com, Trick the TM says the Xbox news really didn't change my mind. I still plan to get the new system sometime next year. It just lets mm. me know I have to save less for Series X. Oh, yeah. Neat. Uh, Handsome Ralph says, uh, the Xbox pricing news is great to hear, as 500 was my limit for a new console. Though, with a delay of Halo and not much else coming out exclusively for the system on launch day, I think my plan right now is to buy one of the new uh, graphics cards NVIDIA announced a couple of weeks ago. I will certainly get more use out of the upgraded graphics card. 
I'm not going to say any of that. Um, but once Halo drops, uh, I will, I will be ready to grab an Xbox. He was saying uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020. Oh, I know. Sorry, that, those those graphics card leaps are crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that very, I'm, very, I'm cool. very excited for that. And I, that's another thing that was supposed to go on sale tomorrow. And I keep seeing people tweet like, oh, one of them just went up for sale on Newegg. No, now it's gone. Like, fuck. Oh, the, yeah. thir- the 3080s? Yeah. Oh. Like, th- those are selling out so fucking fast, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, from the Twitter, A3D's nuts. Atreides nuts. I think this is a Dune reference. Oh, yes. Okay. Atreides nuts. Nice. Uh, at two ninety nine, the Xbox Series S is a guaranteed purchase for me by the end of the year. At that low price, I have no worries trying a download-only system. I can hold off on the PS5 versus Xbox Series X till next year, and will at least get to experience Game Pass games until then. There you go. Cool. If I did not say it before, I'll say it again. I don't want a PS5, but I love Spider-Man so much. Mm-hmm. And I love Miles Morales so much. And I, re- I, I can't imagine not playing it. <laughs> I'll read the next one. This is from the official Laser Time Facebook community. Mm. Speaking of Facebook, Connor Wade says, mm. No, I got an Xbox One S all digital back in February for Games Pass. And since Microsoft have stated all first party titles we on- will be on both systems for the next year, I don't need to buy a new one now. I'm definitely getting a PS5 at launch and we'll wait a few years for a Series S. I'm in the same boat. I didn't think about that. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, Vincent Goodwin says, I had been considering going xCloud only and bypassing getting an Xbox entirely. I have a cord that allows me to display my Android phone on my TV. But the monthly financing isn't that much more expensive to get a dedicated box that won't run havoc on my bandwidth. With Miles Morales also being on PS4, there's no reason for me to get a PS5 on day one. This is wild. A week ago, I was getting a PS5 at launch and Xbox down the road. Now with the Series X financing, I flipped. Xbox day one, PS5, whenever Ratchet comes Mm. out. Yeah, I forgot to mention in the Sony news that a lot of those games we thought were 5 only are coming to PS4, including Mm. Horizon is coming. Oh, really? Um, yeah, Horizon really? is a PS4 announced as well. You, so. you know, you recently had a, you almost had a British aristocrat accent when you read yes. that question, and I, I wish you just carried it through the whole question. <laughs> I was going for a bit of Clayface from the Harlow oh, oh. series. <laughs> and, 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 and not not news I want to get into in any way, um, Apple being under a giant fucking spotlight right now <laughs> sort of like said xCloud's going to work on iPhones eventually. Eventually. Yeah, well, they, eventually. They, gave the, they gave developers a path to do that by saying, as long as you kind of have a shell app in the App Store that we can still check and approve and all it has to do is point to the stream version of the game, mm. fine. Mm. It sucks because it, what it doesn't mean is you can't, like, download the xCloud app and run all your games through it. It's going to mean, like, every game on xCloud will have to have its own app, but at least it's a way to do it. I think it's still... It's bullshit that will be undone because if Apple had to watch everything put on Netflix or Crackle, even mm, Crackle, um, they, they would qu- they would all quit. That's the big counter. Yeah, I thought you were going to bring up the, the the pettiness this week kept growing where they they called uh, Epic out saying all of this stuff was just a big publicity stunt by Epic to draw no. attention to the Fortnite yes. Marvel stuff. Yes. Yeah. The conspiracy theories are everywhere. Yeah, we've got a couple of video responses. First from Mike Amari, who says... Hey, BGA crew, Mike Amari here with the question of the week, coming at you deep within the bowels of the New York City public school system. Uh, question of the week last week, of course, was, 
with Microsoft's new announcements of the pricing and the pricing plans they have for the Xbox One X and One S, has this changed your plans at all for what you're going to do with the next gen? Uh, for me, it hasn't changed my plans really much because I was planning on getting the One X at launch anyway. And really, payment plans like this is something I've been doing with Microsoft since about two years ago. Uh, they've been offering this without advertising it as such for quite some time through their retail stores. Uh, about two years ago, I went in, um, actually three years ago probably at this point, went in and got myself an Xbox One X to upgrade from my launch Xbox One. Uh, and instead of plunking down a handful of money, I went ahead and I did a payment plan. They were doing it through Dell Financial, but it was a 24-month, no-interest uh, minimum payment thing, where as long as I paid 20 bucks a month, I basically paid off the machine without paying any extra and actually saving a little bit of money. I wasn't planning on walking out with an Xbox One X that day. I went in to get my wife's laptop fixed, and we were talking about our Xboxes, and they said, hey, we do this payment plan if you want to get the newer one, so you don't have to spend the $500 or whatever it was at launch. And it was a, it was a no-brainer for me, because 20 bucks a month gets me into the newest thing. Hell yeah, I'm going to do it. As long as you're responsible enough to get that minimum payment in, it is an absolute no-brainer. And honestly, if Microsoft... Uh, has shown us anything is that they kind of set the tone for a lot of the services that video games do really sony has to answer with something like this if sony doesn't have a similar plan i'm not getting a ps5 at launch i'm gonna wait much longer to get the ps5 because honestly i don't want to have to shell out that sort of money but on the other hand if i can spend 30 bucks a month to get my xbox one with my game pass and everything and also then pay a similar amount per month to get my PS5 and say PS Now with it for like 60 bucks all in for both consoles each month. That's a win-win for me. And that's a win for the console manufacturers. I really do think that PlayStation needs to get behind this and have a payment plan like that. Uh, but that's just really my opinion on that. I'm curious what you guys think. Uh, thank you for listening to me again this guy's week. I look forward to being with you again next week. Thank you. They didn't announce it, so yep. yeah, I don't think Sony's doing a, the payment, the financing option. That's still kind of something Microsoft can tout that that PlayStation cannot. You know? I had no so, idea they did that. It's very cool. A, a lot of people miss that, and I'm like, that to me is the yeah. killer app. Like the fact that it's like basically interest free financing, and you get to own the thing at the end of it, and it costs. Mm-hmm. I think we were calculating almost twenty bucks cheaper than buying it outright. Or you can we, trade it in. You can trade it in if they announce a newer gen model even next gen model you can trade it in you trade it in it's and, not and, unlike yeah, the apple it's program. basically just locking you into a service agreement for two years that you could theoretically have walked away from any time but that's that to me is killer it, so. it's enormous i i didn't realize how clever it was two years ago until the new consoles came out mm-hmm. and and the the only thing that like changed in my mind this week like fuck xbox is a giant upper hand and then the sony pre-orders happened like Oh yeah, if they have consoles available, <laughs> I, I, I think like that's this, gonna this, be the bigger this, problem. Yeah, yeah, like the, like the whole generation will be decided at this point in my mind by who actually can meet demand. Yeah, yeah, the fastest, and 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 I don't, I don't believe anybody can do that right now because they did a real piss poor job job of it in 2013, and in that there was no pandemic happening and. Now there are multiple consoles and different, and, and you can finance them. I, how are you going to prioritize that? If I want to finance my console, do I get bumped ahead at Best Buy than the guy who's paying all in cash? I don't know. My guess would be it's, it's so the other crazy. way around, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. get it. I don't know. It, it, it's it's all it's all it's all very weird. But I think I think we we have not. I said this to you guys. We have not 
had switches available readily for six months during this. How the fuck do these people think they're going to sell a lot of consoles in this environment? Yeah. I don't get it. Well, they well there were there was some news stories that got really businessy that I didn't didn't put in the news, but like they talked about they explained how they were they were paying extra for some rush shipping over from China. Mm-hmm. But then there was there was something that happened with like one of the chips that might have caused some more delays, but then PlayStation came out and said, "No, that's not the case. Don't worry. We'll still have plenty of supply." So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how this supply thing's working. Like, because these pre-orders pr- proved this week, it's like, no, you don't. You do not have enough supply, apparently. So mm. I, I cannot upgrade uh, my stupid fifty-dollar arcade one-up uh, to pl- to play ten-year-old shooters because the card I need is triple the price right now. Jesus, I have no idea what they're dealing with with tech. Some there's at least like one piece of technology in all these machines that doesn't isn't commercially available yet. Hmm. Interesting. I believe. Huh. So I, I can't imagine how this is working. How how is there how are this th- this many proprietary SSDs hard anyway, keep going. Yeah. I'm curious to like they haven't said like what that Sony has said like you can use uh, your own SSD with this. It has a, an expansion slot for a second SSD. They have not said what kind you'll need to use. Yeah. But they have said it'll be a specific kind. They're they're proprietary Sony kind, is my guess. Son of a bitch. Yeah, and the price on the website is TBD slash astronomical. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, and infuriating. That's what they said the price is going to be. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bennett Taylor has a video response. Will I be buying the PS5 and Xbox uh, series uh, uh, series X? X ser- um, <laughs> exactly. <Xbox. laughs> my thoughts exactly, Bennett. S or X? No, there's just so many games that uh, I've accumulated over the past few years that I haven't finished, and a lot of games that my roommates <laughs> have accumulated that I haven't even touched. Basically, I've just been playing uh, Death Stranding. Where is it? Oh, my boy over here, Death Stranding. Oh, such a gem. Yeah. I don't think like this game doesn't have an end. You could just keep playing it forever. It's just so wonderful. And uh, until I beat this and every single other game in my collection, I don't see myself uh, shelling out. A good six hundo, sorry, five hundo for uh, one of those beautiful, beautiful, beautiful consoles. Um, thank you for taking my question. See you guys. <laughs> Love you all. I can't wait to play SSX on my XSX or S- XSX. <laughs> wow. Why didn't you tweet that already? That's so hard to say. That's a much better Twitter joke. It's a tongue twister for the 21st century. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Maybe you can watch oh. XXX in 4K or mm-hmm. 8K eventually, yeah, starring yeah. Vin Diesel. You never know. And maybe I can load up my MS Edge browser and go to XNXX, the porno site. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a site uh, the government warned me about and I don't go to for any reason. Oh, okay. As long as the government's warning you. Trump government! Or my church newsletter. I forget which. (laughs) Trump visited it. He doesn't like it. You shouldn't go there. (laughs) <laughs> the asses weren't bigly enough. Uh-huh. Not <laughs> not not enough lolly porn. Uh. <laughs> That's for Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, okay. New question of the week. Uh, continuing the thread from last week. Now that we kind of know most of what we need to know about next gen, we've seen the PS5's big reveal. What what are your final thoughts? Have they changed any since last week? Um, 
you you're gonna go for the PS5. You're gonna hold off. You completely disinterested. What what's the deal? Let us know. Um, I, I guess in my case, I'm. I'm kind of excited by scarcity, weirdly enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> the the fact that I may have to wait months to get one is enough to make me try to get one as quickly as possible. Even though, realistically, I am, you know, I, I will be able to play the same games on it if I just stick with my PS4 that I would um, if I bought a PS5. But I'm still excited. I'm excited by the hope that it will be quieter than my Rocket Engine PS4 Pro. Yes. I am yes. excited by the prospect of SSD because I've gotten really spoiled by using that on my PC and Ghost of mm. Tsushima's ridiculous load times have convinced me that I do not want to play any game that takes any longer than this to load, ever. So, that's me. What do you guys think? I I'm right there with you. I mean, I... Mm. PlayStation Five when it's going to become available, yeah, yeah. And and I, I uh, Spider Man is a big draw. I I I, I was talking. Uh, there was someone in the Legendime comments who was even like, I haven't bought a console since PS3, and I've you know heard you guys talk about PS4, and then like the announcement of like, here's a reasonably priced console, and you can get at launch for free, free, sixty dollars free for a year of all these games. I could catch up on the last generation. Like that's a huge. That's a huge draw. Uh, and Sammy, my buddy, was uh, he is so curious about Spider-Man, he wants to get a PS4. I'm like, I, I can't even remember what it's like to buy a console because of one game. Yeah. But I sort of did uh, today while we were recording the show because, A, I don't want to do... It was mostly because I don't want to do with scarcities. Uh, I want to play Miles Morales. And uh, we, we talked about that on a previous show where like I don't think game streams do a good service to next-gen technology, whereas, like, when I saw Demon Souls, like, fucking holy shit, that's what new games will look like now. I need... It made me want to dive into the next-gen immediately. They That that press conference did its job with a fucking 10-year-old-plus <laughs> game. game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It, like, holy shit, because I had a frame of reference of how... It, why does this look better than all the Dark Souls combined? This This looks amazing. It, I, I don't know. I was very wowed for the first time visually uh, during that press conference. So while we were, some of us were being snarky about the trailers, like that's what it was supposed to do. Make me like get into the next gen. Mm -hmm. I feel, I feel, oh, I feel better about it. It's going to hurt, but like, um, it's just debt, baby. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> sure. it's just, it can't harm me for life. Can it? Mm, not Please do not dollars of it. Do not tag me fiduciaries. I know. I know. But like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I to be honest, after the debacle of the pre-orders this week, like I'm sitting. I don't give a shit about pre-ordering consoles. I'm gonna sit it out and just see what's available, and that might ultimately decide which one I get first. Like if I can do the financing stuff for an Xbox Series X, great. If I can't, the good news is neither one has many exclusives at launch that I won't be able to at least play elsewhere on current gen stuff so I'm like fucking fine like I'll be totally fine waiting I hate people That's like $70 and like these are the least necessary machines in history <laughs> nobody needs these and they're eating up so many one, natural resources my god you deserve you deserve to be gouged <laughs> well yeah because you know and they're 
they've done this to themselves, but it's on purpose because they're like, yeah, we get it. People don't need to convert. And so we're going to make sure they can play on the current gen stuff for the time being. And so like, yeah, you know, hearing Miles Morales is coming to PS4 and I get it. It's not going to be the best version and I might eventually have to pay an upgrade fee or whatever. Who knows how that's going to work? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, but it's still, I'm, I'm, I'm at least now going, I'm really in no rush. I, I don't need these day one because my other thing that you guys don't have to do, I need to upgrade to a 4K TV to truly even appreciate the oh, stuff yeah. anyway, mm-hmm. right? If you don't have a 4K TV, don't upgrade. Just I, don't. I, I, Just I don't. wholeheartedly agree. If you don't have a 4K TV, don't even bother. Yeah, get get the Series S, right. you know, okay. which will run at your 1440 or whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, but so for me, I'm like, all right, that's another cost I have to, to factor in. Luckily, 4K TVDs are way down in price. You know, I can get a I, pretty but decent I, I, one, I, I, you know. I, I remember telling you guys in the show, like, I got a, a like a 55-inch 4K TV pre-Black Friday last year for, like, a hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah, it's wild how quickly. Yeah. And, and but then like post pandemic, I was like, Matt needs a four K TV. Oh, let me see if I can find them. One like they're double the price. Yeah, well, people are All staying at home more, you know. So. And they're still like cheap compared to what TV. You know, like I remember my dad had a Sony Trinitron in the nineteen eighties. He would like rub his hand over it, like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this, thing, oh, this God, thing's fucking like. great. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have this TV for forty years. As a marketing guy, I hate to do this because I know there's a lot of people on the Microsoft and Sony side that are doing everything they can to get you excited to buy these, you know, day one pre-order. I'm just of the, you know, like, don't feel FOMO if you wait. Just wait. You'll be fine. You know what I mean? Like, the, you'll get to play the games eventually. Like, don't feel bad. Because I've, I've already seen posts in the official Lazydown community. People like, oh, fuck, I didn't get one. And they're all sold out. It's okay, buddy. Like, yeah, you'll be right. you'll, it's totally fine not to get one day one. You know, don't don't stress over it. I know it's just it's just one of those things. We we just had headed up a hurricane scare here, and it's just like I really like. All right, we don't know if it's going to happen. I go out and I get I get I get our jugs of water, and I get our batteries and our non perishable food, and I'm done. and I'm prepared. Getting the console in early, like I don't have to worry about this again for another seven years. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Sure, yeah, I can see that mm-hmm. little little stress getting the stress out of the way. Like, okay, I have one. This whole, I this, took the plunge. Just them coming up at the same time has been stressing me the fuck out. Because like I I'm not in a great financial position, and and taxes fell on a weird day this year. Uh, and I and I bought a big dumb skeleton. <laughs> the, 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 that was that was my discretionary budget. <laughs> Yeah. And uh yeah, uh, it has been stressful. Are you going to um, fit it? By the way, wasn't the PS5 the one you couldn't fit in your cabinet? Cuz it's so big. Did I say that? Oh god. It's so I tall. Go, Just take I the huge skeleton out. You'll be fine. Yeah, please be <laughs> gentle. No, it won't fit in the cabinet. <laughs> put it in the huge I'll put, skeleton. I'll put it Keep diagonally it. in there. <laughs> put the skeleton in your living room sitting next to you on the mm-hmm. couch and and throw the PS5 put in. Put a projector the behind the skeleton's eyes. <laughs> exactly. No. But behind the scenes, I got a 12-foot skeleton, and um, it's going to go in the backyard when Halloween is over. And it's we have no lights in the backyard, and his hands will hold solar-powered lights. That's pretty cool. Yeah, It's dope, dude. Your, your, your backyard is going to be like an Alice Cooper concert year-round, dude. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I wish I could name an Alice. School's out for summer! I, I don't know any other Alice poison, Cooper Poison, poison. I have to trust you. Oh, feed my Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Wayne's World. Yep. I know <laughs> two too. Alice yeah, Cooper songs. That one too. All right. Have the 
PlayStation 5 announcements changed your plans for next-gen Annie, let us know. Go to vidgegameapocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 385, or uh, visit the official LazerTime community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer, or ping us on Twitter, at VGApocalypse, and we will read the best answers on next week's show. Anyway... That has been our show. Let's go some plugs. George, once again, tell people about Experience Points. Oh my goodness, it's a podcast. You can find it wherever you find those things that we call podcasts. <laughs> We're almost at 600 episodes. I'm old. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Congrats. Wow, we're not there yet. Wow, that's... Huh. Impressive. George has been doing this like you started doing this like roughly when we started doing Talk Radar, right? Like in two thousand eight, mm. something like yeah, that. Yeah, mm. yeah, I guess so. Whenever yeah. podcasts were like still kind of a new and cool thing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not like now, not like now. <laughs> uh, Chris, uh, Patreon dot com slash Laser Time. It's how we're all supported, compensated. There is a new episode of Sick of Star Wars T uh, three. 30 2010 bonus game show with Matt and Michael and a uh, special guest, Chris Baker. Once again, bringing, uh, bringing the experience points to, uh, uh, experience points. That's my word. Uh, the, <laughs> I know. Level of experience to can use 50 that. years. Can. <laughs> collective 50 years in the games industry talking about the best gaming anniversaries of the month. And, uh, I just really want to plug I, something I thought about, like, uh, obviously our friends of the right are still listening. Um, if any of you support Ben Shapiro, I think I would really like to hear him read words from Alice Cooper's Feed My Frankenstein. <laughs> Hungry for love, and it's feeding time. Feeding time. Feeding time. Uh, feed my Frankenstein. Feed my Frankenstein. Feed my Frankenstein. <laughs> that, like, WAP was his Waterloo. Like, just <laughs> fucking... <laughs> he's burying himself deeper every time he tries to address criticism. Did you intend to use water? I did. Hopefully. <laughs> Um, well, my Waterloo is Twitch. I'm on Twitch and Maddie C. Allen. Uh, every Monday, I have brought back the Monday Night Movie. Uh, I tend to specialize in 80s and 90s films. We've watched such things together. Most recently, we watched Gleaming the Cube, the Great 1989 movie. skateboarding movie starring Christian Slater and Tony Hawk. That was in celebration of the release of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Before that, uh, T.L. Foster joined me. We watched Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. We watched Necessary Roughness. We've watched Back to School. We watch all the good stuff. We watch Monster Squad. So check me out there. And then I stream games on Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, lately, I've, I've been getting back into Yakuza to get ready for Like a Dragon coming this year. So I'm in the middle of Yakuza 3. I was also, for some reason, said, oh shit, I should finish the Gears 5 campaign randomly. So I've been playing a little bit of that. And then I streamed a lot of Marvel's Avengers, which I think I kicked the habit of that one. They, they didn't get me. The fucking grind didn't get me. I said, no, I'm going to wait for a new character. So, yeah, that's at Twitch, Maddie C. Allen. That's also, I'm at Twitter, at Maddie C. Allen. All right. Well, as always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com or follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse or follow me personally at Wikiparas. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.
they've added a listing for the PS5, but then when you click on it, it's just like, oops, sorry, here's a cute dog. Yeah, it's a picture of a fucking dog. <laughs> That's their 404. 